We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network 2021 Bucks Free Agency Preview Pod. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep. I am Ty Windish. We are also joined by Adam McGee of the Winning Six Podcast. Eurostep Podcast Network, of course, is a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, too. And we are recording Sunday morning, the day before free agency starts. It's still been about five seconds since the Bucks became world champions. It's been two seconds since the NBA draft. And now we're already at free agency. Gotta love these shortened off seasons. But let's get ready for free agency together. Rohan, Adam, how's it going? Doing great. This is the uh, most uh, intriguing portion of the season. I'll say Correct. that in terms the of off season. Off-season. The off yes. season. Yeah. Yes. Let's not be the hoop collective. Definitely the most <laughs> intriguing part of the season was the NBA Finals for me. Oh so yeah. I'm glad that we made that correction. Yes, of course, of the offseason, because, you know, real games matter, especially when you're the Milwaukee Bucks who just end up winning the whole thing. So, you know, that's fun, too. Yeah, I agree. I just hope they take a guard this time. Maybe they'll uh, trade the TPMLE for two future TPMLEs. And uh, let's let's put that behind us. So before we get into the actual players available, I think it's a good idea to start with the Bucks situation because that's obviously important context. If you look at the top of the potential free agents board, because not all the options are out yet, your Kawhi Leonard's, Mike Conley's, Kyle Lowry's, they're not coming to the Bucks. They're almost certainly not coming to the Bucks. I'll never say never, but they're probably not coming to the Bucks because Milwaukee doesn't have that much money to spend and doesn't have all that many roster spots. So obviously Giannis, Chris Drew locked up big money for actually only two more seasons at minimum. Chris's player option is year three, but for the foreseeable future, that is the Bucks' core. Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo still around on guaranteed deals. Adam's not sold. Dante will actually be around next season, but contractually guaranteed yeah, no, money sure. on the books pending a trade. He's we'll still get to yes. the picture will become clear for people in a minute why they may be like, let's trade Dante right now. 
Yes, a couple of reasons. But then we have four non-guaranteed minimum contracts. I believe these are all fully non-guaranteed. I don't know if we're 100% sure on that. I think they are, though. Uh, And that's second-round picks and undrafted free agent signings or just free agent signings. Jordan Wara, Sam Merrill, Mamadi Diakite, and Elijah Bryant. And then there are roster spots. Those are the 10 players currently rostered on the Bucks. Then, of course, there is P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis, Thanasis Atetokounmpo, Bryn Forbes, all Bucks free agents that have either opted out or their contracts have expired. It's possible the Bucks bring any of these players back. We hope they bring probably two to three of them back. But currently, those are empty spots and, of course, the two ways. So there is... And, and. So you've got two ways, oh, just Jack Saxon, Dupin, and two unsigned draftees, which... Yes. You know, they're well, one is definitely going to be with the books of some capacity next season, the other is supposedly coming over. So, yes, we've got. Um, how did you guys? I'm just curious because I want to talk this out. I can't remember how did you pronounce the name of our new Greek friend? Rohan is on Yorgos. Yorgos is, I, I was on Georgios, but John Horst in his availability said Yorgos and he said Kalite Zykus. Which yeah. it, I was saying Kalitzakis because there is no I after that. But John Horst, I assume, knows this. I hope so. Um, Spent a lot of time thinking in Greek lately. So we'll go with John Horst's take on, on Yorgos. Your, Yorgos Kalitzakis is where we're going there. And of course, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. Yeah. So those guys, to be clear, we have no idea what kind of roster spots they'll take up, if any. The options, there's three, or I guess four real options. Camp deals that turn into basically the equivalent of them playing with the herd at G League contracts. So how it works is they sign an Exhibit 10, they get waived after training camp, and they get a $50,000 bonus to sign with the G League, and then their rights automatically go to the herd. That is possible um, that's like a Jamario Jones. If you're aware of him, that's a player who's done that in the past and probably likely to do so again, based on his training camp deal with the bucks or summer league or whatever it is. Um, they could just be two way players. That's possible as well, or roster spots. So those are the, th- or, or they could just, you know, not come over, not be signed. That's also on the table. We don't expect that for either, but it is an option. Um, I expected it for your ghost before news broke from, what was the source? It was Eurohoops. It was Eurohoops. Euro Thank one you. One of the Eurohoops reporters. Um, which is a reputable source for sure for European basketball. Um, that he is coming over to the Bucks or to Milwaukee or hopefully they just said to Wisconsin, but who knows? Um, Can we remember his buyout was reported at being around a million dollars for Panathinaikos, right? I did not see that. I know I, he had signed an extension with the team. I don't I, remember seeing the buyout. I feel like he had a buyout. I saw this somewhere the morning after the draft of around a million dollars, which at that point I was like, they're not playing, paying a million dollars for this guy to come over. And they've now obvious, seems like they are paying that. And with that in mind, I think he's probably going to be a two way guy. I don't see how you pay that. You bring him over, you use the 60th pick and you want to talk about how, Oh, we made this deal. We got four picks. Exhibit 10, like is a way they could explore that. But I, I hope they don't do that. If you're going to use a pick, well, You've got to show some trust in it and have a look is kind of the way I'd go. But yeah, I think we could be looking at those two second round picks being the two white players. That's probably my thought as well. I think that's probably how it's going to end up going, just using them as two ways. It makes the most sense. You don't take up main roster spots. You still have them. 
in the organization and have the option to play them with the herd for the most part and have them for the big boy roster. It's, it works for both sides. So it's for now, let's assume them as two ways for convenience, either, or I guess technically both could take up real roster spots too. But if both are two ways, the bucks then have 10 contracted players, four of whom they could release if they want to, they're not going to release Wara. Um, I don't think, I don't think they're going to release more than maybe one of those guys at most. And we can talk about which one, but then PJ Tucker, who will get into it most. Let's just for now assume they keep him. PJ. That's eleven. I I sure hope so. I think it's a conversation. Um, the TPMLE will say is twelve. So that's the Bucks' big spending vehicle. The taxpayer mid-level exception. Yes, five point nine some million in year one. I think it's. Is there any limit on how many years it's it five point eight be? nine? Five point eight nine. Does it have to be a certain amount, or can it be one year? Or a one and one. I think it could be one and one, um, which is obviously not in the team's interest because you're not going to have bird rights going that route. But uh, that is, it depends on who the player is. Well, it does. It depends on the player. But most likely, you're not going to have that. They go one and one. Players t- tend to look for that as the books, you know, as the outgoing free agent situation kind of highlights this year. But yeah, there may be reason for the books to try and get something that gets you closer to the tree kind of year, depending who you get, what the age profile is also. Yeah, and you can use it up to three years for a contract. Mm-hmm. And you can split it, which is what the Bucks did last year. Um, DJ Augustine and uh, Forbes? Yep. No? Forbes, I think? Yes, it was Forbes. Yes. Because right. they paid him slightly more than minimum, I think, by doing that, but not much more uh, at all. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of options. I personally don't think we'll see them split it. You just, the minimum is not, especially for veteran players who we assume the bucks will be going after. There's not that much benefit in splitting up a $5.89 million contract in more than one way. Um, so they also realistically not have like an issue where they have to fill roster spots. They're going to be in no. the opposite kind of crunch. Yes. So you're just better using it on one guy who's worth it. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, last year they they weren't great at that. Forbes was good for what they gave him. Forbes was a good result for whatever sure, two million. Sure. The other guy, they, DJ Augustine, of course, not not as good. Um, and one more roster spot thing to consider before we go into the taxpayer mid level, Thanasis. We assume he's back. We have no word. There's a discussion to be had on this that not in terms of coming back, he's coming back unless he doesn't want to come back. We all know that. Yeah. I think there's been a just a, oh, yeah, Tanas will be back, you know, veteran minimum. He does not have to come back at the veteran minimum. Bucks have already bird rights. He could get, like, if they wanted max. to, not a max. They can't I think it, it's it's 175% of last year's salary, which I think brings them to 3.2, 3.3 million dollars, which for the Bucks, given their tax situation, will be a lot more expensive than that. But if there is a guy they're going to do that for, it's probably Tanasis and his brother. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have either of you considered that? It's just something when I started looking at it, I was like, I've, they have early bird rights. You want to give him something and be like, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. We know we know things aren't necessary. Like he could. He could be going and playing and having a very different career in Europe. Now, obviously, part of it is this is what he wants. He wants to be in the NBA. He wants to be with his brother. But I, I do think all in all, he's brought real value and there's still potential that he has to become more of a player for the books if he does stay. But 
would either of you see the books considering that or is it just too tough to know without getting into the very dicey territory of just how much tax this ownership group are going to be prepared to pay this summer i think it's definitely possible that they give him uh, a bit more like in that maybe maybe not the full three and a half mil that they could give him but maybe like 2.83 sort of thing I actually i have a prediction Ooh, i think they're gonna do it it's multi-year deal and i think it's gonna end up like the pet deal where everyone flips special? out and hates it at first. Hopefully they don't do it wrong at first. Reportedly, <laughs> reportedly this year, they really can't afford to do anything yeah. wrong. Um, you know? No, they can't. Um, but what if, what if Tenasis ends up by mistake that they have to use the, the taxpayer mid-level exception? <laughs> well, it wouldn't see, be great. Would the, the, the issue is like, until they actually are going to sign stuff, I don't think any of it matters, right? Like it's that's that's a, what people don't get about the reporting is it's just it's like words and negotiations. You're not locked into something because Woj tweets it. The Bucks wish that was true; they would have had Bogdan Bogdanovich and a much easier road to the title, but it's not true, unfortunately. But it is also tough to walk back on something that's with true. someone, which is I think we. Look, we don't know for sure, but we can all assume Pat Steele and the years and stuff. Certainly, there was an element of he benefited from what was already negotiated as opposed to what they couldn't do and then what they needed to do. So yes. it's I don't think you can walk back with the player because that creates a lot of bad feeling and probably just causes a deal to break down. Fair. Um, but I could absolutely... And I'll, I'll go out. That'll be my... Maybe, hopefully, my only bold take of the podcast... I think it would actually age pretty well if he signed like a three-year, $10 million deal. Like, I don't think it would be bad. And I think what people need to – it's the same deal as the PAC contract where even if you hate it, you have to just recognize it truly does not matter to the What reason is there to hate it though? Like, there's no – Because people hate people hate the player involved and don't think they're worthy I don't, of it. I don't think that's mad. the case though. Uh, really? I think that's – yeah, oh yeah. It was certainly they, the case last year. I think it would definitely be the case this year. With Tenasis. Yes. After winning a championship and everything yes. Giannis has done. Like, yes. I, there's an, an extra special kind of naivety out there for anyone who's just like, no, no. Like, we all know there's more to it with signing Tenasis, with keeping Tenasis, and you're doing something bigger than that. And that's fine. That's the reason there's a championship to celebrate. You know, <laughs> not Tenasis, but Tenasis is part of the thing that gives you the reason for it. Like, I, I don't see the issue. And in this case, there isn't an opportunity cost. It's not like if that's, they give you more exactly than the minimum. It. It's it's just coming out of the owner's pockets, and I'm not here to protect what comes out of the ownership group's pockets. It's like spend it all. It's not my money. Also, if he could hit corner threes, he'd be a legitimately useful player, like easily worth that much money. He already is a legitimately useful. Player. Fair. It might be more valuable for him to just not fail every twenty seconds yes. to even hit corner threes. I'm not looking, just I'm not interested in the guard. He could defend. I'm not yeah, interested he could in be the backup point guard. That Denver game. Or was it Denver? Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Uh, we've got some kind of breaking news. Um, Mark Stein just tweeted, on free agency, if there is tangible pessimism from multiple teams interested in Bobby Portis that they could sign him away from the books. Despite limited flexibility to re-sign Portis, Milwaukee is favored to retain the popular forward. Okay, so... So that's the TPMLE. Actually, can we have the PJ convo quick and then circle back yes, to this? Sure. I, I want. I don't think it'll take long. It's the same deal as the Nasus, where 
it does not impact the Bucks whatsoever how much they pay him. Realistically, yeah, uh, and they have his full bird rights. Yeah, from a from a cap perspective, it does from a tax perspective, but not from a cap perspective. They're not well, more or the, less flexible. The one thing, the one thing to note on that, right, is let's say they want to do, which isn't going to happen for a whole variety of reasons. And John Horse himself kind of spoke about this and availability. But let's say they wanted to do an extension with Dante this year or even next year comes around when Dante would be a free agent if they want to retain him. They'd be looking at a even greater tax number if they're committed to PJ multiple years for something. There was no opportunity cost in it in the now, but what it could hurt is other players already on the roster when their free agency comes up. Jordan Mora is next year. He's a free agent too, right? Let's say if he became something and it then comes here, like that's where it could hurt them. But right now, they're not taking away from any other deal they could do. It's just the benefit of bird rights. Yeah, they're going to be over the apron, i.e. the hard cap, pretty much no matter what happens with PJ. So you're not going to be able – they couldn't use the biannual anyway because he used it last year on Portis, but you're not going to be able to receive a player in a sign-in trade basically is what that means. And obviously you're stuck with the worst mid-level, which we've been talking about, is that taxpayer mid-level $5.89 million. Um, so PJ, I think we've talked a lot about like a one-in-one or two-in-one deal where – he gets some money, never really signed. I don't think he's ever signed an eight-figure contract in his career. Um, I'm, not annually, annually, sorry, annually. I think he made eight per, I think it was like four for 36 or whatever, uh, the last Rockets contract, but uh, four for 32, excuse me. Um, so I think like two years, 20 million, either non partially non-guaranteed, wholly non-guaranteed or team option, something like that, I think makes a lot of sense. Two and one, you start to get a little leery, but it's still worth it because they don't get anything at all if P.J. Tucker walks. So that's the important thing to keep in mind with P.J. Tucker. The Bucks can pay him more than anyone else. There's like eight teams with cap space, not very many of whom are going to look at P.J. Tucker as a first or even second priority, I don't think. I mean, everyone's chasing these flashy guards and, of course, Kawhi if he decides to hit the market. And the Bucks have his bird rights. They can pay him whatever. They get nothing special if he walks, except for money, like tax relief. Like if they don't re-sign him, they cannot sign and trade him anywhere. I mean, I guess technically they could, but they couldn't take up. I guess maybe they could do that. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, it would be tough, though. Yeah, it would be tough. Um, and I, you would rather just keep him at that point if you're going to take in a contract anyway that's similar to what he would be making. And so they, if they let him walk, we'll say, you just get another vet min slot. So it's like you basically turn – a very valuable player, clearly, as evidenced by, you know, the championship run in Tucker into someone taking vet men, which if they wanted to, they could open up multiple more vet men spots anyway by waving some of the young guys like they have no shortage of those. So it's really you almost have to sign up. You also turn a contract slot that you have an option. Just if we're just going to think of this as value and of contracts. You turn in a mid-sized contract, you know, the kind of tradable contracts that if you need to make deals or look to do that either this year or the year after into a vet minimum. You're just taking away any flexibility for future deals too, which is the thing. Like PJ Tucker is obviously not very young and for as good as he was, we all know that if he ends up in a two-year deal, by the end of year two, he may not be anywhere near as useful as he was in this playoff run. And if that's the case, that's fine. But if you've signed them to that, you have a contract that is going to be tradable. You know, you have a contract that's going to fit in deals and will get you in position to, you know, have a chance at other guys by the time he's an expiring. And, you know, you could find a trade partner. They don't care if he's used or not. It's about what else goes in the deal. But I think that's 
like this is an ongoing thing we've had with previous books off seasons. Malcolm Brogdon was the most notable case of this where take everything but the player out of it. It's just asset mismanagement if you go about your deal because you're losing a player, but you're losing a value, a contract slot in a certain amount that if you don't take it up, well, you can't get it back and you're limiting what you can do in future deals. I will say at least on Brogdon, I, I don't like the trade. Obviously, it doesn't matter now, but I didn't no, like the trade in now. retrospect. They did at least get some. At, they traded the salary slot for picks, basically. So they got something out of it. It wasn't a good use of assets, but at least they got something. What yeah. you can't do is not – like if you're going to lose him, at least try and figure out to get something. But they shouldn't lose him. There's no reason to lose him. No, they, there really isn't. And uh, to what you are saying earlier, Ty, the most P.J. Tucker is that <clears> – <throat> excuse me, ever made in a season is $7.9 million. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I'm seeing one 8.3 million 2019, 20 season with the Rockets. That's what I'm seeing here on basketball reference. I thought he roughly got 8 million a year, but it's right. He's been around that. He's been around that. Like his career earnings are only 58 million, which obviously told us 58 million. Well, that'll be a, that's with bonus. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not a lot for his NBA career has been pretty long now in spite of the late start. And he's been a very good player on very what, good teams. Wasn't the double digit. Wasn't that the number that he wanted when things started to turn sour with the Rockets? And he was like, okay, well at least give me my extension, you know, give me my reward for being here. And they're like, uh, no, yeah. Like that was the kind of range. It was certainly again, that 8 million, but as a starting point, eight to 10 range. So something I think with like year on year increases, Nine million, nine and a half first year to then like 10.2 or whatever it is, will get you very close to the 20 million. I think that's kind of right where I'd expect this PJ would, deal to. I think honestly, though, I think they would probably structure it in reverse because, yeah, can yeah, do that yeah, they, too. and they I think that, that makes the most sense because they're not going to have flexibility either way this year anyway. And every other deal, I think literally every other deal, but the deals that matter are all going the opposite way. And with PJ, you're not like, it's not like Drew or Chris or Giannis where it's like, okay, let's, or even Bobby now, hopefully we'll get there in like two seconds, but where you want to give him the most possible of the deal. So you have to start as high as possible and go up. They have the flexibility to give PJ basically almost literally any amount. Actually with his years of service, I think they could literally give him a full 10 years. Uh, does he, does he have 10 years? Doesn't matter. It's a stupid conversation. They could no, give him. Is this not his tenth season? I oh think wait, no, it is. Dunter. Yeah, it is his tenth. Yeah, so they could give years. him thirty-five percent of the cap in year one, which they won't do. But but they could start out like ten million, nine point five million, and from there. So I do think two quick thoughts on PJ Tucker. One, it would be cool if they were the team that finally gave him eight figures annually once, and I think it would. In addition to just being cool. I think it's a good look around the league. I think PJ Tucker is well known and well respected. And I think organizations who take care of players like this generally find themselves doing better in future negotiations and having more opportunities in the future. The opposite is certainly true. Just think about Isaiah Thomas's departure from the Celtics and how no one has gone there since. And really, Anthony Davis and other players have actively tried to not go there since. Like, this stuff does matter, even if it doesn't matter as much as some people say. And the one guy they got, Kemba, they shipped him out right away. And, and well, they got Horford and did that to him and then brought him back people, and made him. People remember how Kemba and Horford were both treated as well. Like, that, I think that feeds it. They're going to do it to Horford twice, I think. They're going to end up dealing <laughs> Horford for scraps again at some point. Um, but uh, number two, if the Bucks don't retain PJ. Again, there's no benefit besides not paying a tax bill and 
The valuation of the org has probably jumped by more than the tax bill already, probably easily since the team was acquired. That could be the first, the very first step in a road that ends up with Giannis not retiring as a buck. Like it's just one of those things that could start bad feelings. I don't want to get there. They just want a title. It's true. It's, I know it's, it's true, true, but you don't need to say it out loud on a podcast. I, I want to say it out loud because I think it's very Two important weeks. that they resign him. I think it's Are very they listening? important. They Unless they're him. listening, I don't think anyone else needed to hear that. Uh, well, you're yeah, not wrong, there. but we just uh, thanks for putting it out there into the world. I think it's an important thing to think about. This stuff matters. I know it matters. I know. I just didn't need to hear that at this particular moment. Rohan is dying laughing. Did you expect Ty to do that on this no. episode? <laughs> no, I did not. No, I, I mean, again, he's not wrong. It's just no, he's not. Wrong. Like, I was just about to say, if you lose him, there's no way your team coming back next year could be as good as the team you just had, which I think would be a polite way of implying what Ty just went and, you know, smacked us all in the face with. Yeah, for sure. Also, there's like a discussion to be had about you just even if it's not going to be like as good as it was last year, you just have to bring the band back together. You just have to, you well, owe it to the players. I think like even, you just have to pull the opposite of what the Mavericks did in 2011. Even bigger than that. I mean, I don't, I don't feel that they have to bring the, I think you just have to have to do the most you can every year to get this version of Giannis in contention. And for the Bucks, that just so happens to be bringing the band back together because of their limited options. But I think that's even more important is like, to compete as much as possible, PJ is like step number one is retaining PJ Tucker. Okay, let's. Well, the, the thing, the thing to your point, right? And your point is entirely valid. You just would have done everyone a favor by not saying it or finding a gentler way to say it. Ty. The thing with that is, Giannis wants more, more titles. Yeah. That's all everyone's talked about. So, if right after you win one you're making decisions that are obviously seeing the team take a step back. That is, that is bad. And that is not something that, you know, he's going to get over very quickly. And it's not just Giannis that applies to Chris. It applies to Bud. Bud, if Giannis is to be believed, was the guy who was leaving that, you know, straight away being like, we got to go get another one. So I just think the optics of all of that would be very bad in extension to, as you said, the optics around the league of if they didn't pay PJ, if they let PJ go, because for as much as there would be lots of idiot fans on Twitter who are like, oh, you know, he does nothing offensively. He can't score. You know, someone like Kevin Durant, I think, is qualified to speak to the impact that PJ Tucker had in the book's playoff run. Like players, players will know some players, not CJ McCollum. He probably won't know. But some players, you know, the smartest of players will know that have seen just what he did, how important he is to the team. And it will not be missed. Okay. Happier times. Let's assume they re-sign PJ. Let's right. get to the TPMLE and the Bobby is. Portis, the Bobby Portis conversation. So the Bucks' hands are tied with how much they can pay Portis because of the way the cap works and the deal he was on. Like you mentioned, Adam earlier, with wanting to sign players for more than one and one deals. Um, it's they don't even have his early bird rights, which I think we mentioned with the Nasus. You can go up to one hundred and seventy-five percent of his. Former deal. I think non-bird is 125, if I'm correct. It's less. It's less flexible. And Portis was signed in such a small deal that that is not a lot of money whatsoever. So to retain Bobby Portis, Bucks pretty much are going to have to use, we think, the taxpayer MLE we talked about earlier. So that is, again, it's their one real vehicle to spend 
We'll get into some maybe weird stuff later of adding players, trades, and all that. But in terms of just straight-up free agency, that's it. That's the asset. Bobby Portis, I think, is an ideal player to spend that on. Obviously, there's the whole thing. He just won a championship with the Bucks. Also, I think he's 26. If you can retain him long-term, like that's hugely important in keeping another player on Giannis's timeline on the team. He loves Milwaukee. Milwaukee certainly loves him. He's got the key to the city, according you to Drew Holiday. You see the WWE? Uh, I was about to say it. Yesterday? Yeah, I did not actually. Did you see the Duncan Robinson podcast? No, I did not. He that raved to Duncan never see. with Bobby Portis, so maybe think about it. He Ooh. raved about how Chris specifically pushes him on defense. And I think a little bit of recruiting going on. Duncan Robinson's a free agent. Restricted, so it's not happening, but... A couple <laughs> of years, maybe. Of the Batman. Yeah, maybe at some point. A couple of years, maybe. Um, but we we all got to see Chris getting on his case as well at a very crucial moment <laughs> in Game Six. So the dynamics of that relationship was it. Calm the like, f down. Is that what he said to us? Yeah, settle, the, settle, settle, the settle the f down. Chris rocks. <laughs> Chris is everything you want in a, in a leader. I mean, Giannis is a great leader. I'm not doing the. I'm not opposing them, but like Chris will say nothing to the media forever and then be extremely vocal to his teammates, which is just like an awesome teammate to have. It's really like big uncle energy off Chris <laughs> in that moment. It was like, it's the most I've ever seen that what from. That it the, feels uh, like it's been building yeah. there, but that's his whole energy. It's just like yeah. big uncle Chris. That was after he did the prime time and got the uh, tech, right? Yeah. The Deion yeah. Sanders. He yeah. did that in the ring last night. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Well, what I tweeted when I saw that this morning is just, it's why it's not surprising that it's there's belief he's going to be back. There is no other city in the NBA where he can go to have that profile, have that level of adulation. And honestly, that's good for his brand. He's going to be able to make up money in Milwaukee in ways that he will not be able to in other cities. Look, it's official. <laughs> Nothing under, market, the table. Nothing under the table. No, oh, okay, I'm talking. Okay, I'm okay. talking about him selling like underdog T-shirts. Oh, I'm in his own personal brand. Here's and a real question: How long until line. Bobby Portis's merch does not sell out within like a day? Forever? A decade? Five years? I don't. I if don't. him and PJ both come back, they can team up on some ventures. You know, Ooh, Bobby. You know, can... Pat's going to be involved. You know, Pat's going <laughs> to. He's going to be the financial backer. You see I don't Pat's know. Desk. There's such. No I, I shared it. I shared Actually, uses that desk. That's his desk. I. If anyone hasn't seen this, so Pat put up, <laughs> uh, sponsored. We won't do the ad. We won't do the free ad because it's actually a conflict with some yeah. of our sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Um, was like, yeah, there was some sponsored content that Pat put up on his Instagram on Saturday, Saturday evening, and um, I saw Tanasis did one too. There's yep. a certain kind of guy on the roster. It seems like they've managed to get <laughs> to for this. But it was about, you know, the beverages the books are using to celebrate. And it was, you know, still got some more. So Pat's picture is him at a desk. And on the desk, there's like, um, there's some a bobbleheads. There's a there's some bobbleheads, which we'll get to in specifics in a second. There's, there's a, his newspaper article, is it right? About him with the picture on the, on the wall. So this is yeah. this is the thing, right? You've got to the thing. I saw this and I was like, is Pat in Peter Fagan's office? I, I didn't think about that until I saw the news. Because the bobblehead, the bobblehead on the desk is a Peter Fagan bobblehead. <laughs> which, I mean, do I want one? Sure. But just truly incredible. The Pat has, he has like a Yanis gnome thing, uh, which is also a choice that that's the thing he has. 
but just that and a Peter Fagan bobblehead. So I saw it and I was like, this must be Fagan's office, you know, two businessmen together. Fagan said, you need to come in here and do this sponsored. And Pat's like, sure. But if that's the case, that means Fagan has Pat's New York Times interview I also find that framed on the wall. I also find that possible. So whichever way this is. I think that might be is, Pat's desk, though. Yeah, I think I, it's Pat's desk. I think there's probably a lot of mutual respect between businessmen with Pat and Peter Fagan. <laughs> this is it. They're in the same circles, right? Yeah. They socialize, same circles, networking. Where did these bobbleheads come from? Like, I do where, vaguely where remember that Peter being a thing. Fagan bobblehead? I don't think it was like Peter Fagan bobblehead night because I don't think that was getting people <laughs> through the doors. I mean, that might get me on a plane and get me there, but I don't know about anyone else. I just, there's definitely been Pat. Pat bobbleheads are out there. I've seen oh, them. Yeah, it doesn't even course. look like Peter Fagan. <laughs> I mean, the, the NBA one. The factory like in the China. I'd be kind of upset. Or, I'd be kind of know. upset if the Peter Fagan one was accurate. Some factory in China were like, we we need you to make, they got an order for Peter Fagan bobbleheads. <laughs> Can we have one next year? Can we have a giveaway where it's, it's a Peter Fagan bobblehead in a car? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need that. Thursday. See, my, yeah, my theory we're is live. that this is a, <laughs> this is a fake desk. Like, this is just a desk that he has, but doesn't use. Because there is nothing of use. He's on a digital guy. Digital guy. I, like, no, I think just, it's his desk. I, I don't want to name desk. another brand. He doesn't brand, even have there's... like two monitors or anything. He just has the one. And but there's he's... nothing in the shelves. He's got a sweet connected speaker there. He does. But there's like, you, you see there's like shelves in the back, like right behind the computer. There's nothing in them. Listen, businessmen, they do not want clutter. You know, the months is mind clutter free so he can crunch those numbers and make those deals. And if ever he hits a wall during the day, he just looks up for inspiration. And he's like, there's my guy, Peter Fagan. Do we not all do that? No, I've got like Bango and Pointer. Thanks for Pointer type. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe we should talk about the uh, the free agency now. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I guess. <laughs> we'll do a whole Pat, Pat Cotton and Desk Review pod later. Um, but Portis, um, I, I, st- I spoke a little already about like an optimal, a perfect fit for, especially for that salary spot. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on on retaining Bobby Portis? Which it sounds like is going to happen, or at least there's a shot, which is more than we thought a week or so ago. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. It's it works for both sides in this. Bobby gets the love, the adulation, and actual playing time on a contender. And I could see his playing time even going up, considering how impactful he was this season. And uh, it might be a little bit of a rough road at first, Adam. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel good. Okay, The guy helped win a championship. This is, it's water under the bridge. I could not feel more different this year. Like, not quite 12 months on because of the weird NBA schedule. But let's just call it 12 months on. I would feel very close to the exact opposite as to how I felt when Bobby Portis' deal was announced last year. (laughs) If there was an agreement in place for Bobby to resign, it would be great. I'm not a monster, Rowan. I mean, come on. I'm I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm happy. Also, even more important, he'll be like during the, not more, it'll be more important than ever during the regular season. When you think about, we've already seen Brooke Lopez is not going to give the same effort. Just his age, his size, the miles, like he's not going to play like he did in the net series all regular season. I think we assume they retain PJ. Same deal. 
P.J. Tucker's not going to play like he did in the playoffs all regular season. Those guys are both, I think. And this is going to be – it's not like the Bucks want them to. I think the plan will be, hey, you guys coast, okay, coast. We know what the goal is. We know we need you then way more. I mean, look at P.J. The Rockets were, like, playing him through injuries. As soon as he got to the Bucks. they were like, hey, you're not playing for, like, a month, dude. Like, you're hurt. You're going to recover. They're not going to run those guys hard. Portis, I mean – Portis might might hit 30 minutes a game for like a month or a couple months stretches in the regular season. Like he's going to be one of the big time rotation players. And that's going to be fun because I think we're going to see a lot of Portis Giannis lineups, which there's a lot of potential there. I think that's a great fit. It's perfect. Uh, you know, to your point there, we're going to see some sound, man. It, if he's on a two way contract, there's going to be minutes because of, as you said, if this is the makeup of their front court again. There's only so much you can do with PJ in particular, but also Brooke in the regular season. And there's going to be times for this. And I think you're getting to the point which has me more enthusiastic with the idea of Bobby Portis than any other realistic free agent they can get at this price, which is he's the same age as Giannis. He's still young. Yep. yep. It's like uh, all of the other options that we'd be looking at here. Well, in my case, and I think realistic ones that are both kind of, you know, maybe gettable, but also you're looking at the positional need and just what Bobby provided to the team. You're looking not just older guys, but generally old guys. Bobby is someone you can, you can keep, then you're getting closer to locking him in. Hopefully he continues to develop. He could stick around for a long time, but we talk so much about how there's just aren't a lot of guys in this roster who are the right kind of age profile, age range to be there with Giannis long-term. Bobby is one of them. So Keeping Bobby for that reason, I think, is all the more important, too, in spite of, you know, or in addition, I should say, to how popular he is, how good he was at key moments last year. Also, even among younger players, he is, you'd have the most security in being able to keep him because I think anyone the Bucks would sign, like if they get an in-demand young-ish player to sign, not Bobby for the TPMLE, I think everyone is going to want a one-on-one player option deal for the exact same reason Portis did because you could opt out in a year and get paid quicker and maybe it doesn't go as well as Portis, right? Like maybe it ends up more like the Forbes deal, but if you still look good, you can probably go get more money elsewhere. With Portis, they get through one more year, he opts out and then they have early bird and they can sign him for even more. Mm -hmm. Or if he gets through two years, they have bird and then it's like you can give him whatever you want basically. Or no. Max. We'll see what, what everything else is doing by then. Hey, he'll but, he'll he'll get super max criteria those two years. I'll, I'll tell you that. That would be fun. But just to but, wrap it up, there's a, a, a logical a, a logical thing of that is is to get Brooks deal at that point for yes. Brooks at the tail end of it, and that's like okay, that's what's there waiting for you. We said this I think a few weeks ago, probably still during the run. It's like that's the progression for Bobby if he sticks around. It's like you can see his age range with Brook. You know Brooks' value. You know, he's going to either, if Brooks sees out his career in Milwaukee, well, his next contract is going to be very, very cheap, unless it's kind of a gift. Um, or he could be traded or whatever before then. I think then. this so, contract was a gift. Yeah, but I mean, he might get yeah, a relative. It was both, I think. Yeah, that's, Look, that's, he, was, he was good enough to earn it, I think, in the first place. And now right, it was right. really worth it. Yes. But. You know, there could be the parting gift where he's a vet min player, but he gets a little bit more is really all I'm going at with that. But the progression is there for Bobby. I think it's clear to see it's if you can keep him around. It's like, look, and he should also have that as reassurance. 
the Bucks paid Brooke. Like they paid a, a big with injury history who was also the older age of Spectrum. They paid him real money. So they, they will treat him right if he sticks around, has that kind of impact. And they also are prepared to value players at those kind of positions at that kind of high salary level. I think you'll have another example with PJ, hopefully. So for Portis as well. So here's the here's what the progression would be for Portis. He signs the 5.89 TPMLE, opts out after a year. The Bucks can then offer him about 10.3 million using the early bird exception. I I don't know if that would be the longer deal or again, you could do a one-one opt-out and he would be eligible for a lot more the year after that. So that's when it might just depend. We'll see. But one more year of this, and then he can make eight figures quite easily with the box. Um, so yeah, it's there's a there's a clearer pathway though. So uh Rohan, unless you have any other Portis thoughts, we can talk about literally everyone else who's hitting free agency and, and who we would like to see and who we, I guess, expect we might see? Yeah, no, I think we can uh, move on to that. So uh, should we talk about guys who potentially, let's say that worst case scenario happens and Bobby doesn't end up resigning, right? Yeah, because this is tough because we're down to, we've got 13 players if we go with what we're assuming, and which actually now seems increasingly likely, more likely than if we did this even a couple of days ago. Like we're down to two open roster spots. And I'm not convinced they will fill both those roster spots. I think one will be left open. Yeah, probably. So uh, let's assume let's assume that we don't know that Bobby's coming back. Who are some other guys that you guys would like to see with that TPMLE? I have some names. I'll let you, you, I'll start off. Actually. So here's one name that I know is probably unlikely, which is why I want to start off with it. Demar Derozan. Oh, yeah. I think unlikely is fair to say, although. He's considering the same contract with the Lakers, reportedly. Yeah, so. but he's from he's from LA. He is from LA. Sure, but if they use theirs on someone else, he's at least open to making that much money. So That's I think true. it's I agree it's unlikely. It's not completely. It's not like saying Lowry or something like that. Yeah, Ty, I remember last off season you and I were talking, and you wanted Demar, and I was like, really, really, you want Demar Derozan? I agree with you now. Like I feel like that would be a good fit. Uh, He's someone that fills a role on this team that's badly needed, and that's just another sort of shot creator. Given he's sort of he sort of has that same mold as Chris, a little bit different, but in that same mold of like, oh, if you want to go get a bucket, it's going to be like a mid-range bucket. He's also a great slasher. He's still athletic. He's still really, really. Like, I think he's good. He was not as good in uh, San Antonio as he has been in Toronto. That's just that's a given. But he's still like a valuable player. He can still do what you want him to do. A lot of what the Bucks were missing in this playoff run, given it didn't end up mattering. They won the title. Remember that? Uh, but they really, really, really need more dynamism in the backcourt. DeMar could provide that. I think in a lot of ways, he is like a supersized version of Dante offensively. Dante better defensively, of course, but pretty much everything Dante does on offense, except for the rebounding, DeRozan is like, I do that too, but just a lot better, including the like faux combo guard thing. Like DeRozan has become an adept playmaker for others. His assist numbers have gone up with the Spurs significantly. The Bucks want that from Dante. We haven't really seen it, but slashing, creating shots, the pull-up jumpers that Dante takes that we get indigestion over. You feel a lot better if it's DeRozan. Like he's one of the best players in the league at those shots. Yeah, I think a lot 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 better than Dante at all those takes like he's got Dante also does sometimes take shots in the mid-range would be 
Oh yeah, yeah. no, he does for sure. It's it happens. It should, but it happens. Everyone, everyone knows I'm probably lower on Dante than most, but I I like this idea. I just don't think there's any chance of it's happening. it's probably not happening. Which is like again, it would be better for him to take if he's gonna take that. He'd be better taking it with the books now. He may not be for his own personal reasons because it may just suit him in his life at this point to basically go back home. I don't know. He grew up in LA. He may always have dreamed of playing for the Lakers and a chance to go in a championship with the Lakers. Like there's more to it than that. But you look at what the Lakers have put together over there. It's like if he goes there, he's never touching the ball. Never touching the ball. He now, might not go- even start. He would start. Well, he would start. Let's not get. They don't have any. Players. I was going to say this. I was going to say this. I don't know if he'd be best utilized with the books as a starter. I think he would be. I think he would start, but he would play with a lot of second units. Yes. Yeah. He'd be a nominal starter and he would lead the second unit, sort of what Drew like, did. He could still play 30 minutes a game off the bench if you I got think, a player of that caliber. I think if you're getting DeMar, you start him. I think with all of the. Uh, might be worth even thinking about with Bobby, quite honestly. But I think with a lot, uh, probably not because he's already existed in the ecosystem. But with a lot of these like for new, not within the Bucks TPL TPMLE targets, especially one of this high caliber, I think part of the pitch is probably you can start. We do have the open spot. I, I don't think they're going to start PJ all season. Um, we'll see. That's also true. That's, I mean, the thing with Demar is I think there's scope for him. It's like. Look at how we play when it gets like to the real business end. We're gonna go small. You're not, you know, Brooke isn't necessarily gonna be out there. Bobby may not necessarily even be out there at times. Depends like, on the matchup. Depends on the matchup. It's like you you're gonna be part of our closing group when it really matters. Oh, yeah. I don't think necessarily. I, I your point is right. It's the kind of thing a player like that would want to hear. But also, if Demar Rosen has come to terms that you know i want to go to the right place to the level where he could take a deal like this i think there's already some kind of built-in pragmatism on his part where it's like you know what that's not what's most important to me i just want to my role to be real and his role would be real he'd still play a lot of minutes with the books and play a lot of important minutes he'd be very very valuable the Demarianis pick and roll would be just gorgeous Ooh. oh my goodness Demar's never played with a big that dynamic. I mean, I know him and Aldridge, obviously, but Aldridge, by the time they play together, certainly not even close to the level of athlete that Giannis is. I think that would, with Demar's mid range ability, that would be a, a fun combination. The other thing is he's had to listen for years. People talk about, you know, oh, he needs to be a three point shooter, and it, his three point shooting's just never quite been where it needs to be for that. The books are perfect. They've just won a championship without making yeah, yeah, like, they don't care. most of the trees they take. <laughs> so this is the team for you, Demar. You can go here, win your championship, because the books don't even need to make trees. Oh, uh, now I'm just, I want this yeah, to happen so let's bad Let's not now. get too excited. Let's it's, not get it's too not, excited. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Would you I prefer Demar or Portis? I want to ask this question for everyone we consider Portis, for Portis. TPMLE. Portis. Portis. Portis is a much better fit. I think Portis, but Demar is really good. But I think He's I'm going to really good. Portis for emotional reasons. Yeah. I, ultimately, you still have Drew, Chris, and Giannis. So it's it's hard to just kind of like Demar is a lot more as a player, but I, I do think some context and roster fit and everything. It's, a, it's good vibes all around, I think, for those players too, for Bobby, given what he did to come back. I just think overall, yeah, and those things kind of weigh me Bobby's direction. I think Drew and Demar's fit on offense together would be suboptimal too. That's like probably the biggest uh, on defense. He's just not a very good defender. He's okay. He's big at least, which he's, is nice. He's but better than he was. 
Yeah, but still not great. Um, but Drew and Demar is a clunky fit offensively. Uh, if Drew can go back to shooting forty percent from three, that'd be great. But we're not going to rely on that after we saw this playoff run. Um, Doesn't Adam, matter; they still win chips. It, exactly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Adam, who's, who is your top of your list for available taxpayer mid-level targets outside of Bobby Portis and DeMar DeRozan? Hmm. Will I go with someone I'd like or someone I think the books would look to with this slot if they don't do both? Let's do both. Who would you, who do you think the books would look to? I think Jeff Green. I think that this has been reported as a, a player that they have interest in if they can't keep Bobby. I mean, in terms of trying to replicate that, there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot that's obvious there. Not exactly the same kind of player, but could offer a lot of the same things. Jeff Green having a bit more positional versatility too on that front. Maybe about the same. I suppose Bobby 4-5, Jeff Green 3-4 is really the way you could look at that. Green could probably, yeah, he wouldn't need to at the books. But he's a player they like, I think, more than I do. I just think it's hard to overlook that he does find ways to contribute on good teams still. He showed a lot of good stuff with the Nets. He had the game in particular against the books where you're like, okay, yeah, well, Jeff Green can still be really, really good on a good team. The books would benefit from that. I don't know if it's the way I'd go. I don't really think it is, but I would not be shocked if this is a player, the books move pretty quickly on if things were to break down with Bobby, where if, you know, the books may even at this point, everyone might be pessimistic about it. They may think they've got an agreement that Bobby's happy to come back. All it takes is, you know, whatever, 601, 501. Both of those are correct, depending on time zone. Um, like a 15 million per year offer to drop in Bobby's inbox. And then he may have some second thoughts about that. So I think that's probably already been communicated to him, though. Tampering? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Um, that's not allowed anymore. It was outlawed last is year. Is it not? No. Darn it. There goes a second round pick. Yep. Um, thankfully for the Portis thing, and probably the reason that league sources are optimistic he'll stay, there's eight teams, I think, with cap space. One of them is OKC, which is actively trying to not be good. There's only a few teams in there that would make sense Dallas. for Bobby. Dallas. At Dallas. I think Miami makes some, and he was just on Duncan Robinson's podcast. I you just said competitive teams. Fair. Um, is, is the thing, though, 
I like it. I like it a lot, Rohan. Is the thing with that not that both of those teams are tied up in like Kyle Lowry stuff? Is that, this not that's where the what I was just going to say? They're tied, tied up, up in Kyle Lowry. They're yeah. tied up in Lonzo Ball. Like these other players who they're they're interested in. So they Lonzo take Bobby a week Chicago. from now. Is the yeah? Thing. That's that, that's the thing. So the Bucks' first priority we assume is Portis. Those other teams, I don't think anyone with a lot of space is prioritizing Portis with all the other guys they're interested in, and that's that's beneficial. That's a benefit. And I think you look at other teams like – I know people keep saying like, oh, the Lakers or Nets. They could offer the same deal the Bucks do. I think he's staying. If that's on the table, teams that can offer the full mid-level, they're not as good. I've always thought like if all he gets are full mid-level out there, it's what, like less than $3 million more? At that point, it becomes a lot easier to sell yourself on. I'll take one more pay cut. I'll stay with the Bucks. It's if some team gives him like a multi-year, fifty or sixty million dollar deal or more. That's when you're in danger. Doesn't look like that's going to arrive though. So that's I think that's the roadmap for Bobby staying. Um, but I, I like Jeff Green. I agree. Like if they keep PJ, I just don't think it should be their priority to go after that kind of a player. He is good, sort of. I mean. I feel like the every team, is, every team who gets him thinks he's going to be the answer, and it never has happened. If they lose one of PJ or Bobby, they're really thin in the front court. Then they could use him, yeah. Because it's it's like, although we don't think of them, like, and even Jeff Green would fit this, like, none of these players are centers, but they just don't have centers. Like, yeah, you'd be relying on Mamadi to actually play. I, I'm not convinced Mamadi will be on the roster come the start of the season, but it's the kind of thing that you may find yourself in that position if you lose one of and let alone if they somehow lost both of them, that would be their own decision. If that was the case, but PJ and Bobby, then you've got a different, it's like the conversation we've been having about guard for like the last few months. There's an equivalent version of that, which would then be happening in the front court. It's like, you need options, whether they're small ball options or it's another center, they will need to between either keeping the guys or replacing one if it comes to that. Have someone else that gives you some kind of, I don't know, formation where you could be like, okay, well, here's our small ball big, or it's yeah. a true backup for Brooke, whatever way that plays out. That's fair. Um, I just think I would rather not prioritize. Green would be okay, um, but if they keep PJ, like Giannis obviously is also a center. I think they should get a budget center. We'll see if they have the roster spots to do so. But yeah, I like Jeff Green. Um Okay, I think that Rohan, do you have do you have Jeff Green thoughts, or should we should I go to top of my board? You know, let's go to your board. Top of my board, even a one spot above Portis. Which I was, I was there laughing was ranker, earlier because you was kind ranker. of. You I said know, it would be I, a perfect fit. But when I read out that Mark Stein tweet, you know, things I you came out with something like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's Bobby. It's it's what we all hope for." And I was like, "Well, you know, Rohan and I He's might have hoped for it, but Ty had someone else top of his big board. So I'm glad you actually revealed that a late riser." who I will say I, I moved him up before the latest Stein tweet when there was still more, more probability that, that Portis leaves. But Malik Monk, who I think someone tweeted me about Malik Monk and I hadn't really thought about him at all. And I looked into it more. It looks like he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Like Charlotte is just straight up pulling the qualifying offer. Um, he never really fit there. Some of that is on him. I mean, he did have a drugs of abuse suspension that took him out for part of 2020, but he went through the rehabilitation program and got back to the Hornets by the time the bubble was happening. They obviously weren't there, um, but he went through the program successfully and was now back in the league for this whole last season. They never start him. They've started him literally once. They barely ever play him despite being a lottery pick. 
the three-point shooting for him, which has always been the big thing. He's been an explosive player, a slasher. Three-point shooting finally came in this last year. And I know people will be leery, contract year, 40% from three. It was a high, the second highest volume he's ever shot. And he's always been an 80-plus percent free-throw shooter. So you're it looking is, at... It is the highest volume. Uh, he took five. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at twos. Yeah, it is the highest volume he's ever took. So he shot more. I think he just. I think he just figured something out there. And the the three point the three point accuracy, free throw accuracy, uh, makes it more likely that that is sustainable. I think. I just think he's a good, versatile two guard. I think he fits a huge need. He's also 22 or 23 years old. So even younger than Portis. 23. Just oh, he turned twenty three in February. Okay, I just it's his year twenty two season on B ball ref was the last one. So um, just I think a good young player with a lot of potential. Who I think is going to be available for this contract realistically, given that we just talked about there's not that much money out there. He's not exactly proven around the league, and he's going to be unrestricted, so he'll be free to sign anywhere. I think he is a great image rehab candidate, the same way that Portis was, quite honestly. And I think there would be he would slot in as a starter and make a lot of sense on the team. You would slot in as a starter. Yeah, the who would guy start who over? Start for the Hornets. Dante was Portis start. Dante is not going to be healthy to start the year. He's got to be healthy at some point. Like I he's mean, going to slot in as a starter to start the year. Malik, I think Malik okay, Monk is so he might better. get ten games before Dante is back. Or we'll see. We'll see how well Ty, he does. I'm feeling a lot of hostility. People missed before we started. Ty is really prepared to defend his. His guys, his big board guys. Well, what else is the point agency. of doing all this? I mean, uh, uh, no, that's fine. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know, Rose, you want to go first? Um, sure. Take uh, some of the heat from me, maybe. I I do agree. Malik Monk, in his ideal form, would be good. He'd be a good player for this team. Is he going to reach that form? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I guess, like. I think he'd be a good free agent target, just not for the TPMLE. If it's a, if it's I would a love to get him on vet min. I don't think it's realistic, but I would love that. If he's a vet min player, sure. Like if you want to just like try and rehab your image, plus it's it's low risk, high reward for the Bucks in that regard. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I don't think he's going to start. I really do not. I think you. Uh, uh, I think he might start even if he signed vet min. If they do everything else that they did to start the year. Okay, that's not starting. I think they'd start. Though. I think they'd start Jordan. How is that not starting? Because well, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think they would. I don't. I, I think. I don't think Malik Monk is a great defender. I think he's a lot more playable on that end than War is still. For me, like if we're talking about someone starting, we're talking about over the course of next season, we're going to be like that guy's the starter. And if Dante's still in the roster, I think it's Dante. Depending, I mean, maybe if they get there'll be some other names that will come up shortly. Maybe some more experienced guys who I think are really kind of would be back with point guards, but the books could decide to go some two guard lineups and then stagger a certain way from there. I like Malik Monk is all books killer first team, right? Also that, which I did not consider. I did not pull a bucks front office and consider that as part of putting him where I did. But I, I do think like, I don't think this is going to be a controversial take. I think there'd be a lot of books fans on board with this. I just don't believe he's as good as the player I have seen. I have not watched a ton of Hornets. Like, I'm I'm not saying that I'm the most qualified person for this. I feel like my perception of him, though, is skewed based on what I've seen. And I don't trust that because I know his numbers are so far apart 
in reality from what he's actually done to the books, which makes me be like, what is the rest of it like? What what do you think of defensively? I know he's not a defender, but just what do you what's your feel on that? I think he's okay, probably. Is he is he okay? He's okay. I don't I don't have a strong take. I don't I don't know that much about his defense. I feel like he's okay. I I I don't think there's a reputation that he's an awful defender. I, I get the like this also it's a much lower profile player, but this fits the the idea of like what Rowan Tro first, which is DeMar DeRose. This is just kind of going down that it's like someone who's going to be a shot creator, can give you a real jolt of offense, can take on some ball handling crate shots. Like I don't I don't have a problem with that. It does take me down. Both of you know this tie probably even more so because you've got years of it. These are not the kind of players I like at all, but I do see the value for the books. Like it is a very obvious need. The second unit just needs a little bit more offensive firepower. And Malik Monk is capable of that. I'm the guy who didn't trust Bobby Portis. Like when they signed him, I'm like, come playoffs during the playoffs. I'll get there before Rowan makes the point. I didn't trust that round to round. He was going to be playable. And I think Malik Monk is taking that kind of energy to a different extreme where he's just so small. Six, three. That's small. How tall is Dante? Dante is a better defender. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not, but how tall? Da- is you he? know, Dante has a level of tenacity. I, th- I would say Dante six four. Yeah, that's what I was gonna Don- say. Uh, Malik Monk's like six three one eighty. Six three in stilts. He's six three, I think. <laughs> I mean, I think he's I think he's better than Devonte Graham, his teammate, who's also hitting free agency and who started over him because Devonte Graham was really good two true. years ago. That's true, but. You want to talk about, oh, he didn't start. It's, don't blame the Hornets. I mean, don't blame Malik Monk for not starting. He's on the Hornets. No, I'm not. I, I wouldn't blame him for not starting. I just, just call me suspicious. That's the, I'm, I'm suspicious. No, sure. suspicious. I'm suspicious of a lot here um, of what I've seen. Well, I think that's how that's how it's yeah. always going to go. I mean, that's that's why he's a 23-year-old player, just averaged 11, 2-2, shot 40% from three. It might be available. There's obviously a, a potential downside. I mean, that's the only reason he is available. It's the same, not literally the exact same, but it's the same general idea of Portis. It's like, that's why you could get the guy for that contract. Like, there's a for clear sure. way it goes wrong. And I think that's totally there with Monk. I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think there's a ton of upside. I think he probably does leave after one we've year. We've seen the but... upside, though. That's that's the thing. Like, I feel like we've seen it. So I can I can believe the upside exists. My concern is just more like... What is what is the middle ground here? What is the game to game, day to day, and how will that work? I don't really, I don't know enough. I haven't read enough in terms of interviews or profiles to have any kind of feel for his character in terms of how that will bed in and maybe what way, you know, the books could build him up into something in a way that it happened with Bobby. Like, is he just that guy and that kind of level of competitor waiting for it to happen? I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I if they sign him on a vet man, I'd be all for it. But I, I actually think it is possible. Thinking about it more, just where he's at, where the marketplace is at, that would be fun. Uh, Adam, actually, I think we skipped the guy you wanted. We talked about Jeff Green. So so far, we've covered Demar, Jeff Green, uh, and Malik Monk, and of course Portis and Tucker. The guy I want is Patty Mills. Yeah, that's he's next on my board. 
Like, I, I think it's pretty obvious just in terms of being able to give you just a lot of the stuff that we would like. And when you've got limited means at your uh, at your disposal, as the books have, you don't have a whole lot of roster spots. Like, I think getting another veteran player in who just knows how to play is going to be very good in terms of creating and facilitating for others or going and shooting making shots out of the way where the books just haven't had in their second unit. I think Patty Mills definitely has something to offer. Rohan's dying. I just, I flipped uh, Monk and Portis on my big board. You guys wow. Portis wow. is back in number one. Rohan saw me do it. He's in the sheet. I, he looked up right away. I thought um, I'd said something. I thought I'd gone. No, I know. I know. I, I wanted to, I wanted to reassure you. It's not you. You're hundred percent right on Patty Mills. I agree. Um, I think Patty Mills would be awesome. A slam dunk. And again, just, with all the other point guards hitting free agency, um, all the chase for these other guys, I, I think it is possible. I don't think you get him for vet minimum. I think it's no, barely possible for the TPMLE. I don't think vet min. So you probably lose out if you retain Bobby. I think you go for Bobby because of the age and everything else. But I do – there's something you mentioned earlier, Adam, the two-guard thing. Again, like mm-hmm. I think Mills is probably your fit starter at least to start the season. We'll see what yeah. happens when Dante comes back. But That's that's the guy I was alluding to. Yeah. Um, I just think he's quite good. And I know – this is the best. It's great for him that he's hitting free agency right as the Olympics happen because he's so good with the Boomers. But I think he's a very good NBA player too. Yeah, it's also and been a little while since the books have had an Aussie, you know, in relative terms because it feels like that was just something that was a guarantee with the books for a little while there. Has it not been um, since Don? Yeah, it's yeah. the last one. I mean, Jock Landale came through for summer league. That's I think true. it's. Uh, that's that's it though and there's look we've got a lot of Aussie friends there's a lot of Australian books fans and I, I think it would be fun to kind of have there would be and a TRW Tim Ray would be juice man oh that's yeah a, I could think of a lot of people yeah. who would be you know because yeah. there are a lot of them there are a lot of Australian books fans plus you do have that uh, bud connection you do Daddy. good call so there's a level of familiarity there Brent Forbes could tell him some good things. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, yeah. a joke, but also maybe. Yeah. He might be back. We haven't talked about Forbes. Um, there's been no news around the league. I I think we all assumed he would just leave. He did opt out, just like Bobby did. By the way, that's entirely expected. They were all going to opt out no matter what. There's a chance Forbes is around. I don't see I don't think so. Please, Adam doesn't please think so. no. I just, well, I just do not want it. The shot broke me. Everyone knows what the shot is. People may have heard me. Like, the play have me- broke tie. Have a meltdown. Yeah, it's it's on par with As the he, play does the yeah, tie. That, yeah. that Brent Forbes shot, I was like, I never want to see him again. <laughs> Seriously, I just can't do it. I, what if that goes in next season? I What would we then have we to see go through more to get and that Adam point? is like, Adam is going to lose it. Um, I think Mills would be great. So I think the top tier... Obviously, Bobby for TPMLE. I think Mills is up there. I put Monk. I'm fine if you guys are lower on him. Um, Jeff Green. Mm. I need to. I need to Demar, open up Demar, Ty's big board here, Demar just so I can great. stay on top of the changes that happen. Demar would be amazing. Um, let's just throw some names around and bounce Oladipo. around a little bit. Oh yeah, we we have to talk about Oladipo. We got to get to Vic. So we've covered this. So we haven't really dove into him as a player. We just kind of laugh about that he yes. clearly wants to be on the box. We haven't really talked about it, what he would actually do. It's been a flirtatious bring. relationship between the two. One way. A one no, way. No, Oladipo worked out with Giannis in Greece. When? Last offseason. Oh, okay. 
it's, so there's a connection for, there. Since then, it's been one-way flirtatious. Well, yeah, it's not like the Bucks could say, like, oh, I have OGs at Victor Oladipo or anything. Well, you, you never know. This can. may be why Horse got those extra second rounders, is so that they can start tampering, you know, today. More to take away. <laughs> if you're going to take it away, let's just load up. <laughs> but no, seriously. So, obviously, the big, the first thing with Oladipo is his injury, right? He had a what was it quadriceps tendon surgery uh, in on May thirteenth, uh, which was his second in the last two years or just over two years, uh, because he had an awkward landing after his fourth game in Miami after he was traded there uh, after he was the prize return of the James Arden trade. Remember that? That was yeah. I don't know what the Rockets are doing. Yeah, but, uh, I think those picks uh, are worth more than Ben Simmons right about now. That's true. That's, that's very true. That's true. But the player return was all the deal. It's uh, well, Kelly Olynyk was they, really they, good for them. Jared Allen was part of the return. They just chose not to keep him. Yes. Which is also and Karis Levert. Yeah. Well, yeah. Karis Levert and Allen was the return. They they bumbled the return. I think they got a good package in retrospect for Harden. They just haven't used it all that well. But now they look, we don't have to have a Houston conversation. Yeah. So basically, Oladipo had surgery, and uh, his surgeon actually told ESPN. Uh, Woj specifically, that uh, he should be good by November and that he's definitely going to play next season, so this upcoming season. So even though he might be out to start the season, considering the season starts in October, so he'll he'll be out for a little bit for whatever team he goes to, whether that's Milwaukee or not, but he will play the majority of the season. That's what uh, the information is out there. So just for Victor Oladipo in general, though, we, we've made fun of this because it'd be, it'd be really fun. I think it would be. Like, this guy's, what, a two-time All-Star who's sort of lived – he hasn't really – he reached his peak in Indiana, and it's sort of gone a little bit downhill because of injury. But that time in Indiana was incredible. He's, he's really – He was incredible. I want to use the present tense because it's kind of being robbed from him by injuries. He is really good. It's like whether he can ever get back to, you know, 100% for him is major, major question mark, but he's really good. Just yeah, in terms of skill and awareness. Before, before going to the heat, when he kind of broke down in Miami, even last season, 25 and five across Indiana and Houston, like, 25 and five, like the three point shooting isn't great. He is coming back from the injury for sure. Like, really good player. Like, re- it's not easy to put up 20 points, five rebounds, five assists a game. Like, oh, I thought that- you were saying 25 points and five. <laughs> no, 25 okay. and five. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like, re- like again, n- not what he formerly was. He was an elite two way player. He's not that They're anymore. Chris Middleton numbers. That's like what Chris averages. Averages. Yeah. I, I think we all agree Chris is better, but. There's like, I think analytics and everything, there's been a little bit of an undervaluation of just being able to do something like that. That's for, for that, a guy who can do that as essentially your fourth option ish, like that's a dynamic, a dynamic team. Like Drew Oladipo, Chris Giannis Brook as a starting five is just ridiculous. That's a super team. Yeah, it actually is. I mean, it, it is in the way also that we would have laughed at other teams about that because people will rightfully question what Vic can do now. The thing with him is I do think he has the right mentality to be on the books. I think as a personality fit, it's really strong. 
And I think being alongside Giannis, for example, I think Giannis is a guy who would be like, build him up in the biggest way of like, you know how good you are. We know how good you are. We're going to drag you along with us and you're getting back to those heights. I think in that regard, he's he's maybe one of the best kind of gets that is out there for them because I just think personality is a very strong fit. I'm just still like, if we can talk ourselves into it like this, some team is going to do it with a bit more money and a bit more flexibility. It just comes down to then the situation. And as we know, all he has done is watch books basketball. <laughs> For the last two months, he and wants to play more. Gaze longingly. If he wants obvious. to do that, I mean, he can it can happen. <laughs> but that's what it's gonna have to be, is the thing. And that's just he's gonna have better offers than that. It's just whether he has offers that are good enough to be like, I'm gonna go and play on this team, as opposed to I could go here, I could rehabilitate my career, I could also win a championship. You know, that's the thing. It's tough, but it, it is. I think particularly because. He's. I think this came up on one of his on one of the times we brought this up. Probably just him watching books games. Like he isn't as young as we think. He's twenty nine, but at the same time, he's not as old as we generally tend to have these kind of conversations about a guy who was as good as he was when they come to free agency. So that that is the thing that's kind of tricky. He wasn't super young coming into the league, so I mean, still like he's got a. It's not that far off of Giannis's age timeline. 105 I mean, million career earnings. Like that deal he signed with the Pacers means he has had something good there where maybe he could be like, I'm prepared to do this for a year and I'm prepared to bet on myself. And what's four. most important is getting in the right situation for, you know, health reasons and conditioning, but also the right kind of team, the right kind of system. That's gonna make everyone understand again. I still can be that guy. Like it's it's not impossible. I think it's very unlikely, but it's there's enough there to believe in, and it's certainly fun enough to to think about. You could do a Dante sign and trade. You can't. The Bucks can't, can't. receive a, a sign and trade player. Okay, maybe they're gonna. What? I said no. Them not them. Yeah, not they they're just they're they're so far over. I think they. I don't think they can. I don't think they can literally hard cap themselves. And even if you did, what is Dante making? Like three million? So it's like four. Four. Um, yeah, I don't think they can receive a player in a sign and trade ever. So it's, you know, I think we would all probably lean Portis over Vic for MLE if the Bucks had the option. I think Vic is better. I think I even think he'll be better given that he's coming back from an injury. It's the fact that you don't know how many games you actually get him for. I mean, it's not just like the last year. 2018-19, he plays 36 games, then 19, then 33. So he has not logged 40 games played in any of the last three seasons. Two and of them also, have been shortened, yeah. but still. Also, like in terms of Bobby over Oladipo, Patty Mills, we know that formula works. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a thing. Yeah, like, I mean, of course. If, yes. So if you can keep the guys that won you the title, you're gonna. that's going to be priority number one. I think the reason you want him on a minimum as well, though, is the games played because yeah. if it comes down to it and you're like, okay, it's going to cost us for the owners, it could cost you a lot. But if it comes down to your, you know, you want to make upgrades come trade deadline, you need to waive a guy. Like if Old Depot's just been injured all season and he's not what you wanted to think he could be, what well, you wanted at a level where even in the Bucks position, which is just brutal financially, you're like, okay, well, 
we just got to eat this one, get out of there and get someone in who can help us in the now. Yeah. Like that's the reason I don't think you want to be paying him more than Vetman on too. Agreed. So Vic would be awesome on Vetman. Probably doesn't happen, but he loves that the might, Bucks. It might. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, and again, just not a ton of money out there and a lot of uh, guards that hey, are supposed to get paid. Also, we have to we have to recognize that the Bucks are going to get ring chasers. Oh yeah, I mean they have been the last couple of years, but yeah, I think they'll certainly. No, they're going to get even higher profile ring chasers. They're going to go from Marvin Williams to Victor Oladipo, or Demar. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's possible. There's guys. There's guys we haven't named too, um, and I, I think they fit the mold of that. Where we could kind of maybe shrug on what they're as players now, but it's like age profile and how long they've been around, and they've been kind of doing that anyway. But like your Blake Griffins, your Paul Millsaps, your Avery Bradleys, like Nick Batum. Keep Blake Griffin away from my bucks. I agree with that. But if Bobby was to leave, I don't think he'd be completely off the radar. Um, I don't think that would be a good thing, but I, I I could understand how they'd arrive at that kind of thought process. But I think the Bucks should sign everyone who tries to hurt their players and then they're safe. (laughs) Yeah, just sign him and then just imagine if they like designated him to the hurt. So it's Blake Griffin and Goran Dragic is the free agency then, is it? Yep. Uh, probably go find Olenek, wherever he is. Mo Wagner, Marcus Smart. Wagner's oh, a free agent. Yeah. His brother just took his roster spot. Yeah. It's yeah. cold world. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think I, I just don't think Blake is realistic because I feel like the team literally hates him, the players. But I think he would be a useful four or five. But I think the team, the players on the team, hate him. So um, I think they get over a lot of stuff very quickly, though. Hey, oh, I they're know, champions. Right? You know, they don't have to. He's the one who may have more resentment there. But you know, they can like pat oh, no, him on I the think head. The Bucks hate him. No, Ty's right. They I hate think, him. I think they. I think I they, think they hate, hate him. him. But it's I also. You're the winner. If he has to come into the fold at your team and you've already got your rings, he's going to stand there and, you know, be one of the couple of guys you just have to applaud while Ser- the rest of you get rings on ring Serious night. Serious you know, question, a- though. Would you not, does, does he not seem like a player they would not go for because of the certain type of personality the Bucks go for? I don't think Bike is a bad guy. Like, I think he's an a hole and their whole team rule is no a holes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Not- I think he, I think push over Giannis and step over him. Yeah, yeah but multiple that's, times. But yeah. I'm talking about there's one there's one very notable incident. I'm talking within his own locker room, and there was one very notable incident where he punched whatever yeah. the trainer guy in the face. In, oh yeah, in LA. Yeah, he broke his hand punching a trainer. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Okay, the, maybe the other guy. Maybe. The other guy has to get hurt, not you. That's the rule for punching teammates. Listen, Bobby also staff. had a punching, you know? That's what I'm saying. But, I know. I know that's not the one got hurt. Like, yeah. I don't know if internal punching disqualifies you for being a books captain. Uh, okay, punching it was a teammate and punching it was a Miritich. trainer. It, Miritich I think in the particular. trainer is worse. Yeah, You're not is. even that's competing what we're with that That's guy. what we're yeah. saying. That's what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, the fact that it was Miritich, I think, is... Look, I think Blake Griffin is better, but if it came down to who would I be... Like if that kind of older ring chaser guy, it's like if I could root for Paul Millsap, I'd much easier root yeah. for Paul Millsap. Oh, 100%. Griffin. Give me Paul like, Millsap 10 times out of 10 over Blake Griffin. I didn't consider him. Do we not think, is he going to get paid or no? No, no he's tur- 36 now. He could be vet oh. man. Oh. Honestly, he could be vet man. And if things he go, got paid two years ago. And he owes a lot of his career. He owes his biggest paydays to Bud. 
Uh, oh, is, oh, is that going to be? Is no, that I, be I think that is. I mean, that was they they helped each other a lot in yeah. terms of how that that turned around. But no one was really coming to pay him the money when he left Utah. The Hawks took a gamble, and he got into an entirely different tier of players because of how Bud really built that team around him and Horford. Like allowed Millsap to show he could pass, to show he could shoot. Like things, he was just like a dirty work. He was the guy with the gaudy rebounding totals from college, who was known for being like 6'8", but grabbing like 15 rebounds a game. And Bud was like, no, this guy can actually play. Like, he's really skilled offensively. I, I think there's a lot there. And particularly, too, big question marks over what happens with the staff. But, like, Darwin is a guy. If Darwin's going to be around next year, like, Millsap, really close relationship there. I think it would be great. I don't know if it makes sense. It doesn't. If they get PJ and Bobby back, you're not looking for more bigs. But yeah, in terms of those kind of ring chasers, it would be a lot easier to get behind Millsap than Blake Griffin. Although I think Blake Griffin has a bit more left to. We've we've seen it. We haven't liked it, but we've seen some good games. No, we've we've seen Blake Griffin just grift his way into I, being I productive. I don't disagree with that, but you know what? No, I hate Blake Griffin. I, I don't like him. I'm not making a case for him. Fine, fine. I'm, I'll leave it here. Yeah, I'll leave it there. I'd be happy if they signed him. I think he's good. I wouldn't. But, um, I'd be upset. Also, I think Bud has brought in, or the Bucks have brought in a, a player formerly coached by Bud every season so far, one per year. Did oh, Corver Teague and yeah, was Hill? Did was Hill on the Spurs while Bud was still there? I think he was. Yes, he was. He was. So one per year. Millsap so would make a lot Patty, of sense. Patty Millsap. Oh well, yeah, Patty makes more. Let's do Patty. I don't know. Or if, was he or there? Al gets bought out late in the season and they got Horford. I'd be fine with season. that too. Would rule. <laughs> um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's hey, that's Brad, your ideal Brad, scenario. Come on, Adam. do it, man. Um, I I would yeah. love like I mean, Damari isn't the as the free agent anytime soon, but I would love if you know that team of the month, player of the month, talks team. If Bud could just gradually kind of collect one at a time with the books, I think and, he's you know, trying to multiple them. Multiple them get their hardware. They get the championship they didn't get then. Is Damari not just eternally a free agent? Yeah, now? he's a free agent. Is he? Yeah, I thought he got he's bought been out, out of the league something. for like two yeah, years. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. Did he not land somewhere? Uh, no. He landed somewhere, but it wasn't an <laughs> NBA team. Oh, damn. Um, that's sad. Yeah, he hasn't played since uh, the 1920 season. Yeah. Um, so available, very available. Yeah, pre pre bubble was when I guess. I think I'd uh, rather have yeah. Corver, who also I don't think is technically retired yet. But um, let's talk about over Forbes. Let's anyway. talk about just a bunch of point guards quickly. Um, there's like the Reggie Jackson, Schroeder. I guess Goran Dragic, like the vets who I no, think can Schroeder. get paid a lot. What do you mean, not Schroeder? Oh, that well, can get paid a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, but just not Schroeder for the books. Just Keep Schroeder agent point guards. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. My bad. Sure. My bad. Yeah, no, eternally though, not, him, not even for this year. Board, but... Not even for this year. Just never ever. Does he hate Bud? Does Bud hate him? Is that a thing? They do. They do not get along. It's something books fans have used to be like, "Oh, he's a Bud guy." Mm. No, he's not. No, <laughs> he's I don't. Not I, a Bud guy. And honestly, I don't know how else Schroeder gets along with anyone. Is really where I'd be at this point. Do you know Just... he turned down eighty million dollars before this? Yeah, That's, yeah, he did. There's an That's... agent somewhere getting fired when he signs well, for a mid level. That's Dude, literally like, why Westbrook is now a Laker. Because yeah. if, if he doesn't do that, they just resign well, him and they're like, I think they do. Really? Well, no, but they, they, do. they probably if he's no, if he took the extension, they probably just trade him to the Wizards as part of the deal. But I don't think they do. 
I think they'd they, rather they wanted him. That's every every yeah. kind of well, they piece of noise. Like they, they could they could have paid him that if they wanted to. They don't want to because he sucks. He was terrible in the playoffs. I don't really. Yeah, want no, to no, be no, there. no. I'm saying like Schroeder. If he asked for less, the Lakers would have done that. Uh, he I, would have signed. I think he is going to be asking for less very soon. And oh, he still went sure. and got yes. Russell because Westbrook. The, the team was the Bulls, and the Bulls are getting Alonzo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. they I think they wanted Westbrook over Schroeder on a lesser deal because they saw the Schroeder experience up close. I'm not interested he exists. Hopefully he signs else. Hopefully he signs in the East. Let's let's play against Schroeder a lot. Um Reggie Jackson I find a little interesting. Very up and down player. Great image rehab for him with the Clippers. Doesn't seem like playoffs they're going to hold especially. On to him. He yeah, was incredible in the playoffs. playoffs. Utah and the Sun series. When Kawhi was out, he stepped up in a massive way and he turned everyone's minds. I don't think anyone is ever going to look at Reggie Jackson the same way again, because he's capable of being a, we've seen him be a big time performer in the playoffs. Well, 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 let's see how his next stop goes. If he does leave. Yeah. You've just convinced me that he's completely off the board for the books. Cause he's already had his imagery hub stuff. And the yeah, Bucks are that's a good point. The Bucks kind of need to get there beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's old enough to take vet men yet. I think he'll probably get more somewhere, especially you know, we talk about all these teams chasing like the same two point guards. There's more than two teams chasing. So I think Reggie Jackson and probably Schroeder end up being consolation prizes. If they sign Reggie Jackson, that'd be awesome. I'd prefer Portis on the TPMLE. I don't think Vetman is an option. I don't oh, love the uh, fit either. I just, I like players who are more useful off ball and that's not really ready. He kind of excelled when they ran out of other guys to do anything like post Kawhi injury. Um, but Good player. It, clearly a lot of upside. I don't think the Bucks Pistons connection would continue. Yeah. True. That's a great point. Um, Less of a thing since Troy Weaver came in and decided to make them an actual basketball team. Yeah, now yeah. it's Houston. It's, it's like there's the uh, Pacers too. You know, the Bucks just did a deal with the Pacers again. It's an ongoing thing that exists there, which is kind of weird as well. The Bucks only ever have two or three teams. I don't know that they not have like Contact details for the other teams. John Morris is frantically trying to find. He's Rob still getting his feet number. wet. Still getting. Still getting used to the job. He hasn't done a deal with Hammond, right? No. That's Bucks, gonna come at some. The Bucks. Point. The Bucks only super lanky guy is not one they're giving up anytime soon. So Hammond has no interest. Hammond's. Yeah. Are you gonna trade me you honest? No. No thanks. Maybe oh. they just know oh. each other too well. <laughs> It's the feeling. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe the feeling is you know no we don't you know. Hammond knows horse too well and vice versa. They, they won't be able to play their games. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last older point guard, Dragic. Speaking of Houston and the Bucks connection, although it's been a while. Um, oh, yeah. Was, is, that, is that accurate? Was Dragic Wait, there for a little bit? He? Maybe not. No. no. The, just, maybe I'm thinking of Lowry. I don't know. Yeah, he um, might be thinking of the black. No, he was in Houston. Lowry. Yeah, I thought he started. Did he start yeah. there? Was that Sorry, he was started? there with Lowry, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah, was they, I think Phoenix? they picked... Then they traded him to Houston. Then he yeah. went back to Phoenix. Yeah. So mm, take that, guys. Didn't believe in me, but I, 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 I don't know if you even watched NBA. Then I think you got lucky. I think I remembered it for some. I don't know why I remembered it, but I did. Um, very old. Did not look very good for a lot of this last season. Not even sure he's going to be a free agent. That he'd have a team option. I, I don't see this as a fit. I, I don't think this happens, but. I mean, for Vetman, you could think he could probably do a lot worse. 
Yeah, you really could. He, even though he's also in that Blake Griffin mold of wanting to hurt Bucks players, as we saw yeah. at the end of Game Four and just last season as well. Um, he he bothers me less than Blake Griffin, so I'd be okay. I don't know. I think I've just realized on this pod how much I hate Blake Griffin. Yeah, you're not a big. I think fan. we all realized, yeah. Um, there is another older guard, point guard, shooting guard. He's a combo guard um that we can't ignore because it's being rumored the books have interest and also he would fit the category if bud is going to have another former player join him this year he did coach the williams with the hawks he did he did oh um lou williams came in and tore his acl i think that was bud's first season oh 13 14 um his first hawk stint right it didn't really work out which was a, a really big blow to that hawk team too particularly when they end up being good because they would sort of really made them even better um but yeah they've been around each other at least like they may have some kind of relationship but seemingly according to uh, mike scotto lou williams is expected to draw interest from the books and pacers how many how many shot creators who don't play that much defense can the pacers have at one time I don't understand what they're they, they have five. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing now though, too, because some of the reports and stuff coming out of there, it's kind of you could like, just say with I don't know with the Pacers. Uh, it's such a mess. It's, it's such I don't it's understand. It's very hard the to get a read on that. Yeah, it's they want to right. try Brogdon too, like pretty kind of urgently, uh, it seems I, like I don't which think I Brogdon don't... gets along with a lot of people. Oh, that seems to be a thing there, which is weird. Well, I, I think we all thought it was cool at the time. He was the one guy who was publicly like, thank God they fired kid. Not in as many words, but basically. I still think that's cool. Good I, for you, cool. Malcolm. It's cool. It's not I been the Brian only time. Him. It's not been the only time he has, he has uh, had those. And I think Bjorken sucked too. I don't know. I, I think he yeah, also. He's, he's got a, he chose that route to an extent, but he has not got the rubble. Well, first it was, it was McMillan. I, I think he also didn't get along with McMillan, who had seems like it's easier. I don't know. Whatever. He'll probably not get along with the next the guy. Pacers are weird, is really the Pacers, the only yeah, the Pacers are weird. Point. Um is Lou Will not just like an older, probably more affordable Damar in a lot of ways? Absolutely. A better better shooter. A better shooter. Yes. I think I don't and worse. I don't think they're they're semi comparable. I wouldn't compare the two. Just like in the rough outlines, like shot creator probably makes more sense on the bench. Not going to help you defensively. Lou Will Helping I think Demar works better off ball as well than Lou. Yeah, it's probably true. Lou will is a different kind of guy that they've had on this team in recent years. That's as far as I'm gonna go with that. He's a he's a he's a throwback to Michael Beasley type guy. He's he's, he's not he's a bad a, guy by any means. He's a throwback he's, to Miles Plumley, just a party animal. He's quite popular. Yeah, it brings some of the you know strip club books vibes back in things. It was just for love. It was just for some wings, man. Um. Maybe we can get Jack Harlow making a song about somebody on the Bucks. I feel like there's a little connection there. I'd be into that. Uh, for Vetman, if they get Vet- Lou Will on Vetman, that's awesome. That'd be like great. If, if Bobby's awesome. the TPMLE guy, I think that would be – you talk about a guy, Adam and I quibbled about what's a starter. Like That's the guy you feel totally fine. Like While Dante's out, go ahead and start. When Dante's back, you're the first guy off the bench. We don't feel like we have to play you if you're getting picked on too much, but he has so much more offensive upside, I think, than a guy like Forbes to where – Forbes, like his whole basketball existence is so hinges on like, are the threes falling? 
Lou Will can do stuff every single game. And I just That's think such a fun more. way to put it. His whole well, basketball existence. I don't it's disagree. It's no, it's true. true. Like, it's Lou Will true. controls his own destiny. Bryn Forbes, a bad rim. It's over for my guy. No, uh, Lou Williams, he'd be he'd be really good. Adam, you mentioned, like, we haven't seen a guy like this in a while. And I think he'd be someone that'd be really, really good on this team. We've seen, like, bench units. It's going to happen, obviously, during the regular season. Just full bench units. They're coming back. We're going to see him. It's uh, uh, Lou and Bobby Portis. Like That'd be incredible. That's what, like Lou it's and what we wanted. It's what pick we wanted. Pick and roll, pick and pop. But also just the energy of those two guys. And oh, the, man. The kind of... That's a different kind of bench, Bob. Pat's you gonna know? find himself like way down. No, do you, He's not gonna do you be remember the Lou and Trez were the most dynamic pick and roll combo? Do you know league? how close Fiserv is to Silk? Those two are gonna run Milwaukee. I I, I honestly don't, but what, it's, like like a, it's like a 14 minute walk or less. It's not not even, not even. That uh, that's there's the pitch. It's gonna be carried the there on the shoulders of the Dare Districts. Exactly. The Dare <laughs> District win, probably spans that distance, right? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, just uh, after after they win the title, they just carry it in. directly there. <laughs> They're gonna have to like get the ESPN crew in there. That's where the post game interviews are happening. Oh boy, <laughs> um, I don't think they can show that. Yeah, let's leave. Let's leave that part of this alone now. But Lou Will would we get be a some other former books coming back for the parade. Uh, <laughs> Greg Monroe, Bumley, uh, Chris, and there, Chris? not having <laughs> that much fun. We're forgetting someone else who was very much enjoying himself. And that was Uncle OJ. Uncle Juice. Yeah, Uncle bro, Juice. I'm, I'm very yeah. pro bring OJ back. Well, um, uh, not with well, the not with the going. amount of spots they have. Let's uh, keep who going. else? Who else? I just named a bunch of guys. Who else? People? There's someone we haven't mentioned too. Tony Snell. Is... We'll get to that one cool. in a second. I think we stick on stick on guards and point guards. Have we talked about Austin Rivers? No, that'd no. be fun. I think it happens. This is a books thing, which is try to get a guy, kind of make a mess of it, get him at the next opportunity. Also, they're <laughs> getting Bogdan. Well, next opportunity is <laughs> a bit further down the line for that one. Um, I think they get Austin Rivers. I think Austin Rivers on a vet man is something that could happen. Here. Here's a question I've been thinking about and a little worried about. There's probably a non-zero chance that the point guy they end up with is Teague again, right? Sure. Yeah. I would find that pretty disappointing considering all these rude of us. We, we didn't about. actually list him in outgoing free agencies. Yeah, and I, I even did a doc here where, where I had done that before and I didn't list them in that. I was... It's like I was just. How else did the roster spot come about, Adam? I didn't include include. You know. I mean, he said it himself. He got an A on the group project. He's <laughs> not wrong. He, he got an A six, though. That's enough to get forever. you back. Normally. Yeah, um, we did get the we did get the T gift. You're not the only one. one. You're not the only one, Adam. I I have the I've been using Frank Madden's cap sheet. Uh, he is now just listed as Sandro. That's it's gone. He's been erased. The fifty sixth or fifty fourth overall pick has been slotted into the Teague spot. I think there's a chance he stays. I just, Austin Rivers made me think about it because, of course, those two were available and they ended up with Teague. There's a chance it's just Teague again, which is very underwhelming and fans would be very upset. I don't think it's going to happen. There's is is a chance. We talked about running back, baby. You know the they toughest thing about pretty Teague? Sizable upgrade. The toughest thing for Teague and about how we perceive him whenever he tries this is he signed so late in the season that he never really got to have like a long regular season run where the stakes are lower. And he could go and play, and he would have some better moments, some good games. He did like, that in Boston, and they hated him so well, much. Boston is Boston, oh, right? Oh, Boston. You know, 
different kind of place. Yeah, what, what was this quote? He went from the outhouse to the outhouse to the penthouse, right? So Tiga's had a strong parade and celebration period. <laughs> yes. He's you know? gained some he's gained some he's, fandom. He's back. climbed climbed the rankings, he'll be immortalized forever. He might get a statue if you just keep saying stuff like that. <laughs> But you're on the you're on the me retiring jerseys. Level no, I'm of not saying he should. Things. I'm not saying first he should statue, get a statue that the Bucks ever put up is of Jeff Teague <laughs> with uh, a little text bubble. Listen, we'll get the statues. <laughs> I'm not Ty. I'm not being flippant with that. If he keeps saying stuff about the Celtics like that, I think though you know he's oh, improving yeah. his chances. But if they did bring him back, there's probably a part of the regular season where it doesn't hurt as much and he's be part of a championship winning team. The problem is that we then get back to the playoffs and we have the same. He just, he can't do it. He can't yeah. for one game. It, no, it's not, they need like 20. So I would, I'd much rather have Austin Rivers. 17. Austin 17 Rivers, games. who had a very strong playoffs with the Nuggets. And it's just like, I think better than a lot of people think. Like, I think he no, was. He is, he's really good. In his prime, I think he was really good. I think he's a little bit past it now. But because people thought he was a scrub when he was quite good, I think now he's just, he's good, good. And it's it's not really appreciated. I think he's a good player. When he was with player. the Clippers, he was always thought of as being there because of Doc. But he's like not a good for player. his own talent, which he was. He was also, really good. Though, and he like is the, pretty good. The Brandon Knight thing of like, some just hilarious gaffes. Uh, Brandon Knight just got punished. Austin Rivers, I mean, here comes why, Austin why Rivers. Why are we talking about Brandon Knight? It's me. It's I'm on the back. podcast. I'm on the podcast. Uh, uh, just, let's take it past. This is a very pro Brandon Knight. You should have known this when you signed up to be in the Eurostep yeah. podcast network. I have the auto- he's my only autographed Bucks card is a Brandon Knight. It was, I got it on eBay for about four bucks. Um, this is, if, if, if either of you had listened to my episode with Lucas, right? It finished, in a, it finished in a really nice place. Um, which was I asked Lucas just how he was feeling with the championship, and he kind of took a a short journey down like memory lane, his own individual version of that with the books, which every fan can do. And he made the really great point. That's one I think you know you should embrace. We should embrace as a podcast of the things that were good memories before. You know, we can kind of just put them aside. They, there's real good memories now. It's really surreal. No, but, but that's where you start. That's how you get attached, to. though. Sure, if you can get attached 20, through the bad times. It makes the good years times from even now, sweeter. You don't have to remember that anymore, which oh, is I'm something going that to, though. I definitely will. Uh, they I never should. I'm have going to remember Brandon Knight getting snubbed from the All Star team and being really snubbed. Like, absolutely snubbed. I mean, there is probably stuff out there online where I call it a snub. Maybe not because Ty no, probably wasn't. grabbed all of the articles. No, it wasn't because you didn't think it was a snub because Corver got the spot. I was gonna say I didn't yeah. think it was a snub at the time. Yeah, it you did not. Snub. You did not. Um, it was anyway. Um, but Austin Rivers would be good. Yeah. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, is Austin it? Rivers! Yeah, this place is up for gra- this pod is up for grabs. Yeah. Oh my! God. <laughs> I, I see it here on his basketball reference page. Happy it's, birthday, Austin it, Rivers! This place it, is up for grabs. <laughs> Does that not sound oh, like something man, we're, we're going to be? We're not going to have Jim next season. We're not nope. going to have Jim next season. No. They want it for oh, Mr. Jim. Um, the thing with Austin Rivers is he's got size. And as time has gone on, he has proven himself to just be more capable. It's the kind of thing like, remember when that was the thing? Of course you do, because that's like when the books went and got Michael Carter Williams and we all kind <sighs> of. But Austin not Rivers a bad can, idea. can do. Oh, it wasn't. They traded Brandon Knight for him. It was a terrible idea, Rohan. No, 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 no. Michael Carter-Williams. No, he's talking now, which is yeah. an even worse idea. Oh, God. I just, what is going on? 
is he going to play for Team USA as well, Rohan? Is that what's going to happen? Hey, you know what? He's a good defender. <laughs> On your team, he would be. By the way, also, you brought it up, so give me five oh seconds. Oh, my God. You guys, just, I'm talking to you, the listeners. You guys let me down in that poll, man. No, you let yourself down. <laughs> you let the point. listeners down. You let your country Exa- down. There, <laughs> yes. There was plenty of people who said it, who were like, you know, I I had great joy going through replies and quotes <laughs> where people are like, what what happened here? Like, how do you, uh, anyone who didn't listen to the pod as well, to try and chart that team. And it's like, you go through the graphics and it's like, yeah, people, there's some players you might not like on my team. There's some players you might not like on Ty's team. And you get to Rowan's team, it's like, what is this? What person <laughs> assembled this group of players and decided to call them Team USA? Oh, um, it'd be better than this current team. I am no, I am oh, proud buddy. of us. I am uh, Harrison Barnes make the difference, baby. I am proud of us that unlike most like national outlets when they talk about who should be on Team USA, we only did include players who are actually eligible to play on Team USA, which is a positive for us. Every time I see like a, a major network show, it's like you know who would be great, Aiton. Aiton would yeah. be perfect on this team, and it's like Towns really good on the Bahamian team when they're able to qualify someday. So. Rowan included some people who are super available, you know, <laughs> super available for Team USA. They'll answer the call anytime the next few years. Honestly, I'm shocked Barnes didn't make it after Colangelo's reasoning for love getting his initial spot on the team. Um, and then a lot of we might have to go to Rohan's team next time because all the bridges that are going to be burned by Colangelo based on the love quote. But, and they'll win gold. Handily. Okay, okay it, enough, enough. We can um, revisit it if they win goals, you know. Sure. Austin Rivers would be good, though. Austin Rivers uh, would be good. Um, for Austin Rivers, has twice got the pod has been derailed for a stock with someone else. For us to just come back with it, Austin Rivers would be good, though. Tony Snell. I, w- I would really want Tony what Snell. What do you think though. his value is? Because it feels like like the Hawks just stopped playing him, even though he had it's, an incredible it's shooting there. season. I think it's $0 there because they have 8 million wing players. But do people just... Will he get what is insane three-point shooting season and honestly you know what his track record overall is now as a shooter will he get paid relative to that it feels like no because everyone knows like just the very literal nothingness that comes with a lot of tony snell and the tony snell experience as well yeah i i really like this idea if you keep if you keep bobby and pj if you could get a guard and if they decided to fill let's say they sign austin rivers on a vet main and they're they're going to go and actually fill their roster or they're prepared to waive one of the, the four non-guaranteed guys. I would love Tony sound. I think that would actually have real value for the books too, in a variety of ways. I just, he should be getting better offers based on what he's been doing, but I don't know if that's the case. Hey, even if he's getting better offers, he's going to want to play for the bucks. He loves the guys there. The guys there love him. It's true. There's a familiarity there. I mean, he'd probably start. Uh, no, not even, the, not even, I don't think so. I think it'd be Bobby or PJ. If, mm, if maybe, so. maybe there is a chance to start. The season. He's, he started under, but he did on a much different team, but it's true. Um, it I feels think, like Snell's born to be like this. Someone's injured. He's now he's a starter. Perfect, like that's, I, I maintain that, that he is the perfect guy to play with the starters. I've said this I don't, for years. I, I think he would be, if he was, he's a he guy who more. can defend and he can shoot. And that's what you need. You don't need him to do everything. Given in the playoffs, you would want to slot him out for a more dynamic player. But for the regular season, I think he's a perfect fifth starter. 
he would fit well. I, I agree with Adam, though. I think the issue with Snell is it's not a positional priority. And you could always use more wings, but they desperately need guards if they bring back he could PJ play and Bobby. They need guards who can handle the ball. They need, yeah, exactly. True, true. Handle the That's ball and create their own shot. That's he is, a, he is a wing, not a guard, because of his skill set, not because of yeah. who he can defend. And they You're need right. ball You're handlers. So it's the it's the Pat Connaughton thing, except he's actually worse and he's less likely to handle the ball or try to do something than Pat would be. And that that's how I feel about a few other like the Wayne Ellingtons, Nick Batums of the world are guys where I'm just like not a position. It's like such a bottom tier priority for the Bucks, I think. Especially Snell, though, gets smaller. Huh? Yeah. No, how far we've come where it's like Pat is clearly better than Tony Snell. This is the best timeline. Oh, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Pat will do it. No, it's, I'm not disagreeing with you. But it's kind of like it's I don't think it's about Snell's ability or anything. It's like assertiveness. Like people remember Snell off the dribble could be good when he like attacked the, the dunk. Dunk he tried to dunk. I yeah. know. But that's like, it's just he wouldn't do that enough. And he's he should be doing it all the time because he's such a good shooter now that like we know what the scouting report must look like for Tony Snell. It's like you could get guys to bite on pump fakes and just go to the rim. And he's not like super slow. He's got enough athleticism. Like he could do so. He just doesn't. It's just he's he's he kind needs, of a pretty passive personality. He needs and, to play with Chris. Chris can impart the same wisdom that worked with him over the years. Is that how the dunk attempts happened in the first place? You think it was just Chris like, no, I think him? Chris, I don't know if Chris was pushing him that hard back then, but now Chris could be like, I also was a quiet three and deep. We got the 50 look. piece big nugget from Giannis as a Tony Snell trip in the celebration. <laughs> and, and I don't think Bud is going to be mad at him for not having an iPhone. Bud might not even have a phone. So no, well, that, no, he, that was, that was Tom, but Tony oh, just doesn't Don. like I thought phones. I thought it was Snell too. No, no Snell just does not like phones oh. because people in the really incredible Laurie Nickel piece that she did in the Journal Sansa on him. Um it was there was this like genuinely heartbreaking quote from Tony Snell <laughs> where he's like, you know, we none of us look at each other or talk to each other because you know everyone's just looking at their phones. Like, man, Tony, this is terrible. <laughs> Someone needs to go over and talk to him. He was Giannis's guy, though. That's the thing, too. Like, Giannis Everyone has really... been Giannis's guy at some point. No, but I, I feel like I know. it's, it's now, like, there's a real thing there. Um, and, of course, Tony, like, picking people up and all of the Tony Snell stuff. Oh, did, my like, goodness. Bring him know? back. <laughs> I agree. I, one, I think he'd be good. But, two, it would also just be fun to see him come back. He might have to take a discount, but look, let's be honest. It'd Tony. be a very sizable discount. Tony. You've already you got paid in advance for your next book's contract. It's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. It's like you Under got the same it from logic. payment. It's it's time to put in some more time. It's the, it's the Miles Plumley PJ Miles Plumley coming oh back too. Goodness. That contract got traded way more times than I thought it could be. And no contract is untradeable. Um, what, what the Bucks got off of that one scot free? Yeah, the Nuggets like really free. quickly too. Roy yeah. Hibbert. <laughs> yeah shout out to rich show and uh spencer hawes um oh god a couple more names just quickly it's, this is a long podcast not it's that a, it's name. a free agency it really? driver it's fine it is for us campaign i just think is probably he's going to stay in phoenix but a young point guard with potential i don't think there's any way the but he can. did tweet hello free agency he wants to get paid i think they're gonna pay him but that's not that's not a books guy. A guy who's tweeting like that to begin with, not a books guy. Only if it's about the Bucks. 
And then there may be a Bucks guy like Vic, but not not campaign. I well, also, he's not. He doesn't even tweet. He's he's Instagram only. He's IG. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like uh, like you said earlier, he already did his image rehab. Like he did it in Phoenix. But this is a guy who was basically out of the league. He's going to get paid. Good for him. I don't think he's a real option. Would be cool. I mean, I think he's, he's a good player with upside. But I also think he is not quite as good as a lot of people think. So if Phoenix wants to pay him a lot, I'm fine with that. Suspicious um, will be the word I'll throw out there again. I'm, I'm you got absolutely picked pick on by the way. Just quickly here. I'm on board with TJ McConnell. No one likes TJ McConnell. No, this is not I'm true. Fine with TJ McConnell. It's just it's we're not, not like racing TV out to MLB. get him. I would yeah. race out to get him if Bobby was was out. And all these other guys are like going elsewhere. Why? Why would you not be like, let's try and get Patty Mills? It's I like, said all these, and all these other guys. Okay, so then we're on the same page. It's like... Okay. Well, I, your I'm point racing, lower on the list. Yeah, I'm your racing, point is you'll though. give him the, the TPMLE if there's no, no one else no, no, left. No, wait, 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 and we wait, don't wait, disagree Adam. with that, but Adam, we would no. try all of the other guys first. I, I would think too. he's I would racing too. to get him after he races to try and get everyone else. I'm just else a racer. I'm so just a racer. Is he just I'm backtracking just again? Fast. Is this yeah, he's a backtrack? Yes. People don't even know about the BAM thing that we had off air. Oh backtrack. my goodness! That's I, did, that's I didn't backtrack. Nope. You I'm not. Guys, I'm not getting. I'm not getting into because people haven't heard it. That's not straw good man fallacy. But, straw man fallacy is. But when I when I was made aware that he had changed his big board mid pod here to move Bobby above Malik Monk, I'm like, it's it's BAM part two. I never changed my stance on BAM. Um, TJ McConnell would be good. Low usage. Oh, I'm gonna good. tweet out the DMs. I'm gonna tweet go ahead. Out. Really good backup point guard. <laughs> I just think a very capable player, very unexciting. He's and pesky. I, He's pesky. Also, not really has ever gotten. I, I think he'll probably get paid a lot more than Vetman somewhere. You never know, but I, I don't think it's realistic. Maybe do we think they take their, uh, mold? Yeah. Do we think they take or should they? Right. So they've got these four guys. We agree that they all really shouldn't be there. Maybe we don't. Maybe people like there's this thing. Sorry about the non guaranteed guys. Non guaranteed guys. Sorry. Wrong. Um, ultra cheap. And that might be enough to keep them around. But is there better, you know, image rehabilitation, reclamation projects out there of guys who are still young that you're like, well, you know what? Diakide, that's been cool. But for example, and this is just me because it's someone that I've really liked all along and I feel it just hasn't worked out yet for a whole variety of reasons. But I would love to see the books try. Like Diakide, it's been great. See you later. Harry Giles, you're now getting that spot. You know, that kind of profile of it gets it is gonna be That's more costly. Name. It's again. not that much more costly though. It's a little bit and with the tax very slightly. I know but but, everything is gonna multiply. So everything but, there's an incentive for them not to do it is the thing. But, but it's it, worth noting vetmans don't usually caught count for their full cost against the tax. Or against but, the cap. But that is that's when it comes to older guys where you're getting so yeah it's, Giles doesn't matter as much Giles think, wouldn't be there yet but yeah it's like, like it's all year two or three or something vet men so even though a ten year player makes substantially more it doesn't count as much yes because the NBA didn't want to incentivize not signing older players like the books were benefiting from that big time when they had Jet whose vet men was like <laughs> almost biannual exception kind of level because he'd been around so long but you're not actually you're getting a lot of it back from from shots the NBA. to Chris Paul. But Harry Giles is the example. He's a guy just that I have this infatuation with for years. I'm like, I want to see a good team who actually put something into him, get him as healthy as can be and give him a chance because he's just like super interesting and skilled. I'd personally prefer that to like the Akite. And if you want to do a version of that, that's like 
Elijah Bryant or Sam Merrill or whatever it is. Like, I think that's building a better roster. Like, I think Harry Giles is more playable if it came down to it in the playoffs than that. He's got yeah. more years. He's been built and kind of built up to be ready at this kind of level. I, I wonder, could they go that route? But I just feel like it's unlikely they're going to get into waving. Or you could try, I don't know if the Bucks would ever make a trade with the Kings ever again, but you could try to get like maybe Bagley for free. That becomes trickier then because he's not on a vet min. Yeah, he's no. He's what? The Where he got drafted is probably third, fourth overall pick. It's second? probably pretty expensive. He was the second overall. Was that, the was, second yeah, overall that was the, the train, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And he so was, what is he on eight or nine million or something? It'd be really. Be you'd have to yeah, give up like a really good play. You can't do it. Um, and he also, well, I think he sucks. Well, you could give up Dante. Gets Dante you. and uh, the problem is the next cut. There's no one else. Yeah, it's, it's no. not well, he's on eleven. Yeah, see, oh, that's, yeah. that's on rookie that's scale. Rookie scale for number two picks. So you're talking you about Brooke Lopez, Brooks, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, maybe not Bagley. Yeah, no. Uh, wait, wait until after this next year, or maybe they'll buy him yeah. out. I mean, God, but um, I wouldn't even want to. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't have made my big board. He's not on my big board. Wouldn't have been an honorable mention. I just, I think he's injury prone and, and not very good. And Svima Luke is on the big board, but not Svima Luke doesn't have a dad who tweets about how bad the team is. Hold on, but when you're you talking about who him? wouldn't make your big board, you're talking about Bagley. Yeah, not Harry Giles. No, Harry he, Giles. He wasn't Harry on your Giles. big board, but I didn't. I, I'm, I didn't I'm just. I'm not Harry focused Giles. on bigs. I'm not yeah. focused on bigs. Is why. But my only point is like Diakite is kind of a big in spirit, at least. Yeah, supposed to be. You know, he is tall. supposed to be a big. So. Do you think there's any possibility? Are there other names that would fit that kind of mold where you're like, hey, you could get this guy who's 24, 25, you know, Sam Errol, Sam Merrill made, uh, Sam Merrill age. Yep. Um, but with more upside, do you go that route? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the answer should be like, who could they get to sign and then wave as many guys as you have to, depending on what's I think that's probably what they're gonna do, right? I mean, I think. If you can lure, a, I love the spot track free agent list. Scott Brooks is on here for some reason. I was just going to say, it's available to sign. I don't know why. Yes, um, at 56 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's season off. He could be a backup point guard, you know? But like, would you rather have Frank Nilakina over yes. Sam Merrill? Yes. Like, probably, that's a classic yeah. example. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think Amadou there are. Diallo. Other, I think there are other other players like and even some older players I think you could just argue are, are more useful but Kyle Guy Twitter legend uh pass on that one but um but yeah I, mean, I, I do think there's a, there's not a ton I just think it's hard to find the young guys oh you know would be a really that? good one now I'm out on him but Josh Hart Josh Hart who was at, on my big board Josh Hart would be an awesome I think he's got a weird game I don't think it's like appealing to a lot of people but I just think a, a good useful player I think he's a better shooter than he's shown. And just like big, big shooting years to come from. Good he defender. could be a guy who matures into someone who's really steady. I don't. Ooh, do you think you could Sampson. get Josh Hart that, that no, cheap though, I don't, I don't no, think yeah. so. No. Um, Jakar Sampson, I think you'd get from men. I like him a lot. I think there's upside there. It's just a wing. Um, here's Giles. Sterling Brown, I wouldn't be opposed to giving another shot. Um, again, it's just like. I think he showed some stuff in Houston. I probably don't think you can get him, but he's been rumored with other teams now. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of guys on this list who it's like, oh, I wouldn't mind giving that guy. I mean, David Nwaba, 
have always he fits Larry Giles well. I've been like I think he can play. He's like twenty eight. He's not as young. I actually cousins. I no. Uh, I, I like Bonga. I think Bonga could be. Oh, you thought Bonga would be great. He just got renounced. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's some players. We'll see who has interest in the Bucks and everything. Again, it's a, a little bit more expensive if they want to go that route to open up more spots. But they do have the flexibility. The Bucks are in a position where they could go a few different ways, just depending on how the board shakes out to them. So I do think there's some good upside here for the free agents. Rick Carlisle is Dumbling? also on the, the spot track free agent list. Not even he's under contract. Wait, I, who is Rick, Rick Carlisle? Oh, what the heck? Huh. But Dudley reunion? No, I'm. I know. I don't want a mascot. Sorry, Jared Dudley, but he can't play anymore. He I cannot I agree. play anymore. If you're, this if they're, if we're doing reunions, if we're doing reunions, like there's Tony guys, Snow. Tony Snow yeah. is the guy. Tony Snow is the most playable. But there's also for sentimental reasons, there's guys I'd more, or for entertainment reasons, I'd more like to see come back. Like you know. I, they, um, no, I, I shouldn't even say it. I'll get it. No, say it, say it, say it, say it. Yeah, say it. It's Ursan. Yeah, it breaks Lopez. my heart that Ursan, too. That's the other guy. That's the entertainment one. Ursan's the sentimental reasons. It's like, it, one, I suppose it's the most fitting thing of Ursan's career that one of the brief moments where he wasn't on the books, they, they go and they win a championship. It's just, it's one it of really. The brief moments is cracking it's me up. Perfectly, you know, fitting for how all of that has played out. But I kind of. He's so good for content. He's so good. I've got so many great memes and, you know, we can have some more. Um, Jared Dudley scored 40 playoff points with the Milwaukee Bucks in 2014-15. Do you know how many he scored since? How many? With the books? No, no total. Playoff points. Uh, I want guesses. I want to say zero. 12. Ooh. Oh, okay. Go 12 points with the Nets in 2019. He also, he also tore his MCL with the Lakers and then just didn't get surgery. He played nine playoff games with the Lakers in, in the bubble. No points. Two fouls, no points. I just, I don't think he can play anymore. PJ hasn't scored. PJ scored points in the playoffs. He's had games where he hasn't, he has not had an entire championship run where he did I'm not kidding, score points. Obviously. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not in. Another great guy. Great guy. Great, Future great media guy, not yeah, yeah. a one yeah, for the be Bucks. Great. Yeah, yes, and very critical to Giannis. Maybe, maybe to be at some open slots on the Bali Sports Wisconsin team that he's looking at. Looking at oh, two open spots. Incredible. Looking at two open spots this coming hopefully, year. Hopefully, hopefully, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but another vet min guy that I'm actually semi-serious about is Mello. I knew yeah, this was going to come. I, I wouldn't. I, w- I just. I, I. I don't know. Now, honestly, let him go to LA. The thing yeah. the Lakers are building is just hilarious. It's going to be disastrous. Let them do it. Let them. But I, I, mean, I want to say. Uh, my, no, my, here's the thing with Melo, though. He's only a four. He can't be a five. He can't be a three anymore. That is their most. No minutes on the books for him. That is the most loaded position. Give him regular Giannis, season minutes. Where? Fine. Giannis Portis and PJ Tucker? If PJ is not playing. Tenassus, like, could play then, there. Yeah. Pat, Pat could yeah. play the four. We've Chris, seen Pat. Like, there's just no way. I think if it's they, the absolute. If he could play five or three, then I you could probably, you know, I put him on my you team. Could slide him up to the three. No, you can't. He's done that before. Not New if you want to. Yeah, like 10 years ago. <laughs> Listen, I just, I want to see him succeed, man. I then he should succeed, go to a team uh, where he can play. This is, I don't know. He's not going to title. The Mel stuff has gone too far. People. 
people have got way to carry the way with Melo being like playable again. It was he was playable. In I Portland. know, I know he was, but it was an overreaction on the part of the NBA that he fell out of the league when he did. And I think there's been an overreaction from everyone now that he's back of being like, oh, Melo, Melo, look at Melo. No, I'm not saying he's going to be like, a star. You know, he's making Olympic teams that people are voting for the most in polls. This is where we've got to. <laughs> I know Olympic Melano, but I do. I seriously. He, needs, I he think, needs to be on a better fit. I think he can still play. I don't think there's any fit for him on the Bucks. If he was a point guard, like with his skill set, there's no doubt about it. Like it's it's the way we talked about Lou Williams earlier. Like he can do the shot creation things that the Bucks need, but they don't need it at that position. Iguodala, I mean, no, I just don't. I I, I don't know. If you're bringing back PJ, you've got role. your yeah. you've got your specialist and defender. Also, it's the Nasus too. There's just yeah. an overlap there. Um, and Iggy is not Giannis's brother, so he's at a disadvantage. <laughs> um, a three-four worth considering. I know people would probably say, "Why didn't you talk about him?" If we don't, Otto Porter Jr. definitely mm-hmm. a mid-level candidate. Has made a ton of money. Feels like probably a Laker to me, but we'll see. Just a guy who cannot stay healthy. And he needs he needs a better landing spot than that, though, where he can play and actually have some good. Like I think that's actually a really good landing spot for him because they desperately need wings, and he's probably fall guy. Fine, he probably starts on the Lakers if he signs there. That's a pretty good. They have to start someone who can shoot and a wing. They have no wings. They have they have THT. That's it. And look look what that gets you. I mean, technically LeBron, although he's a point guard on offense and a four basically. If he if he did that and they even if it went well and he gets another contract, it then gets him like unceremoniously dumped to the Wizards. Yeah, it's like, like you make a lot of money, just, you get to play in LA, you get to probably sign with Clutch. He already, and, saw, he already played with the Wizards. I think KC, KCP, KCP has not had a miserable life, though. I mean, look at the contracts KCP and Kuzma got before they got unceremoniously dumped. KCP like, has honestly had a very, very good career arc. Yeah. He lost some money, but he gained a lot of. St- I think his next contract, he probably makes money based on what. And couldn't like play. Is, is it a fun games. career arc though? Like, I yes. mean, no. Yes, you're the third no, best player on a championship it. team. Oh, it's a fun true. career arc. I mean, he could. He he was. That's here. your only year of your career. That's not like absolutely. I, I think hellish. it was enjoyable for him to play on LeBron's team in LA for a few years. I think. I think. I think he's doing fine as a person. I mean, he picked. I, I don't. Had, I don't know. I don't want to dive too far yeah. into. He did make a lot person. of money. He made. Well, no, he could have made a lot more. His Pistons offer was like massive. He made a lot of money. He <laughs> could have actually made more money. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Otto Porter Jr. I think would be a good fit. But again, it's he would. He's a good player if he can stay healthy. He's quite good. I mean, his his stats are better than I remember. Not a very good positional fit. I don't think it's as easy to carve out a role for him. I don't know. I mean, if they sign him, I'd be happy. I think there's no way they get him for vet men, though. And if Portis is coming back, that's all they really have to offer. Okay. And a few I'm other w- just wings. Sorry, Adam. That can uh, just sort of fill that role of like maybe not a super good ball handler, but like that Tony Snell role. Uh, Wayne Ellington, Wes Matthews, uh, Alec Burks, Alec Burks. Yeah, those type of guys. I like those if they got awesome. Burks on a minimum. I would. I'd, I'll do. I was gonna say a backflip. There's just no way. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do a mental backflip. I'll do a mental. No, that that isn't. I was hoping you'd give us something that's good for content. It's like you set up one way. Even if you stick with backflip, if they sign Burks on a minimum, can you record yourself trying to do a backflip? No, because yes. I could die. No, you won't die. I, I, you I, I'm not convinced. Die. I'm not convinced you're, like a, you're actually going to get off your feet enough for it to be dangerous. No, I think it could be even more dangerous. <laughs> I think you're literally just going to fall backwards. So if we like do it on some that can be dangerous carpet, too. Yeah, but let's clear just an do area. It on like a mat. 
are outside we'll the see. grass, it'll be fine. You know, well, I'm hedging my bets because it's possible, although very, very unlikely. Come on, just say you'll try. Fine. Great. If they there sign Alec Burks for a vet minimum, I will attempt a backflip. Alec Burks, come on Recorded down. Recorded on Twitter. Sure. Okay. Not live. No. <laughs> Not live. Uh, there's one other player that I just think could end up like any kind of fits that makes it Avery Bradley. I think it's not yeah. possible. Uh, it, it's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, it, minimum, it would improve some of your depth much. options if you got him as a minimum. He's not the defender he once was. He's not the ball handler, but he can defend, pass, and shoot, and you would get some good games. Is that kind of the same as Danny Green, who also is a free agent? Yeah, although Danny Green is just more of a wing. Yeah. I think Bradley's ability to be a guard, I think, is just more valuable and creates more room for him with the books. Both of them are kind of in the Wes Matthews group of like, they're just not going to do that much, but they're generally helpful. I don't think any of us would hate. Like, I don't think it's what they need desperately. But if the books sign Danny Green, I don't think any of us are going to be here like, oh, this is terrible. It's like, I've I've called him really bad for the last few years, but because they have no money to spend on him, I wouldn't hate the move. I, I don't think he's really bad. He I misses think he could every be useful. Big shot. I call him really, fit like, right really, in. really bad as opposed. Yeah, he would. He's as like an NBA to, champian Milwaukee no, he's, book. He's, he's, as no, opposed he's the opposite to the Connaughton. As opposed to the rep he has. I, I think he's not as good as people think. I don't think he's a bad player. I mean, he's old now. So the things yeah. that used to actually go unnoticed by people, but were actually part of him being really good, like his defense and particularly his off ball defense. That's not really there anymore. But I, I still think if they signed Danny Green, I'd be like, okay, Danny Green can play. Like the books have signed worse than that, may yet sign worse than that in the next few days. Fair. That's a great, I think, note to end <laughs> on. It could be a lot worse than the players we talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So free agency, as you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to this as it drops, starts tomorrow, Monday at 5 Central, if I've read my information correctly. It's going to be interesting. The first deal to drop might be Thanasis. Yeah. Uh, it could be Bobby, the way things are shaping up. Yeah, yeah. it might be Bobby. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, I want to see Thanasis back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, our, our, our quick, I think, mostly agreed upon blueprint so far for what we think the Bucks will do and what we'd pretty much like to see retain PJ, retain Thanasis, retain Bobby, focus your most of your. M- Vet min energy on a guard of some sort, find a guard. And then if you can free up some more roster spots with the non-guaranteed guys to add, you know, more redemption players. Explore what you can get. If you've got guys who are willing to come, then like, see you later. That's, that's the overview. That's the thousand feet overview. It's Merrill. I want to see it. I want to see Elijah Bryant. I, I think I, Elijah see, I like him. I'm intrigued I think by him. I think he's okay. good, but so I, we, if we, should we agree that it's probably Diakita? Let's rank them. Let's all rank them quick. Most to least likely to get cut. War, I think, is obviously going to all be our all of our number ones. For me, then, wait, wait, wait. most to least. So least likely, he's actually going to be. He's not going to be cut. He's not going to be. Yes, we all agree on that. Yes. Uh, For me, I think next I'll 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 do Bryant Diakite Merrill is my personal list. So Merrill most likely to get cut. Then Diakite. Then Bryant. Then I, there's no way Warra gets cut. But no, wait, you've done this to reverse it. So you're saying most likely to be cut is Merrill. Sam Merrill. I just don't for believe me, that. I, me, I think it Dia should Kite, be Bryant Merrill Warra. 
yeah, I, I think uh, I think Bryant is most likely to be cut. I don't think it's the right decision. But I think he's most likely then Diakite. I don't think Sam Merrill's getting cut. And I, I think he possibly should be cut. I don't know what the... He's the guy where I understand why you can't play him as much in his first season. But it's also, it's like, what are you taking? You can't take the slow development track with him. It's like, he's old to begin with. It's two it's years away from being two years away from being 29. It's really, really tough. So, I don't know. It depends if if they really believe in his shooting. The shooting doesn't matter on this team. We've learned this. They don't it won't shooting. hold up. It, it wouldn't hurt, hold up. No. <laughs> but it also, I mean, the thing that we, I think, as a fan base and as an organization, we've seen a closer look at is, you know, who is playable in the playoffs and who isn't, what kind of players are and aren't. Sam Merrill would not be playable in the playoffs. And he's, I think he's the least likely to be, and I think he's the oldest. So that's why I have him ranked where I do. But I don't, also, I don't think they see it that way. I agree with you, but I don't think yeah. they see it that way. I think Diakite had a real moment in the G League bubble that matters a bit. That's true. He hasn't. He just hasn't I done do, anything since then. But I think yeah. that was very. I mean, that's I mean, to be fair, that. every time he's dyed his hair blonde, his team has won the title. <laughs> and Giannis has scored fifty exactly once. Something to think about. And he's. Oh, he did. Yeah. He's Brooks' little brother now. I guess yeah. that's the thing he keeps. Oh, uh, maybe it is Elijah. Or Dang no. it. we'll see. Elijah's okay. good. Elijah's good. Yeah. But yeah. He could I think be Elijah a Mike plays James, defense. Which is on your, he, Mike James is on your big board tie. We didn't really get into this, but he fits that profile. He just didn't get an opportunity on this team. Who, Bryant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Bud's involved in these decisions. One of the guys plays defense. I think the guy who played the most in the playoffs, the only guy who got a real rotation role in the playoffs at least chances was Brian. I, I don't know. I, I, and they paid a lot to bring him over. And the other thing on this, and not to dive into it because we were trying to wrap up for the last <laughs> few minutes, but Summer League is like a week away. Yeah. And these guys are all going to get a chance. The cuts are going to come later is what's going to happen. They're not guaranteed. And you can do that. So if we see multiple guys signed, agree to sign to deals, it's like the urgency ramps up and those guys are going to summer league being like, okay, we need to yeah. play. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Elijah Bryant can really put on a show at summer league. He 20, did it before. 20, I think until the cut down, right. They can have 20 rostered players. They don't have to figure it out right away. So You're correct. Yeah, I mean, 18 and two, two ways. So then, I mean, what you'd like to see, I think this is probably optimistic, but sign like the, the try it free agents. If you can sign them on non-guaranteed deals and give yourself maximum flexibility, that might be asking too much. It's probably harder to get them to sign. But you know, if Harry Giles is on a non-guaranteed, you really have a ton of options. That's I know it's asking probably too much, but this is like books exceptionalism. Now we've, Why we've we come full here? circle where uh, uh, maybe, maybe Vic can sign a, you know, exhibit 10 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> we sound like Lakers Oladipo fans, and it's great. Signs an exhibit He's gonna have a fifty-point game in Oshkosh, man. <laughs> he might score like a hundred. Oh, let's not get carried away. Sixty. Eh. He's really good. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's hard to score sixty. I, I don't think he'd play enough to score sixty points in a game. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's free fair. agency. Now wait for none of this to happen so we can reconvene uh, about 27 hours from now and, and give you an update yeah. on what actually happened. 
John Horse is going to trade the pick two minutes into free agency. <laughs> so this is what's going to happen. He's going to tr- he's going to find a way to trade roster spots for future roster spots. <laughs> that's what's going to. I mean, he's figured out how to swap first and second round picks, which I still have no idea how that's legal. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, yes. So we will be we will be back uh, to recap free agency after something happens. Uh, something big like we were talking before uh, last year Ty and I we we kept waiting for something to happen in free agency and then it was just Pat and we were like do we do we record just on Pat <laughs> had to record and we hated it shout out to Pat that the perception of that deal complete 180 yes for sure uh, NBA champion Pat Conson and his fun desk uh, <laughs> with the Peter Fagan bobblehead but yeah we will be back to recap the first initial days of free agency. We still got stuff to talk about. We got Olympics. We got uh, Team USA playing Spain on Tuesday in the quarterfinals. So that'll be big. Uh, maybe they win gold. They'd be better off with my roster. I'm doing the intro. No one interrupt me. Uh, or the outro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang it. If you want to not be interrupted, get it right. <laughs> dang it. I really messed that up. Um, you know what everyone should do? They should leave a five-star review on out. Uh, we do... I feel like we've missed some international ones. I found one to go back to. This is from Kevin underscore Jim. Best Bucks podcast out there. That's the title. I love everything about this pod and its hosts. It's great. Succinct. I love it. If uh, ideas as well, if anyone's like, I'd love to review, but I don't know what to say, feel free to drop in five stars, most importantly, but then you can put your thoughts on Rohan's Team USA roster as your review. That's perfectly fine. Or my big board. All of us, right? Malik Monk thoughts, whatever, whatever you got, let it loose. Oh boy. Uh, I might, I might go five stars to do that. Five stars. (laughs) Make sure it's five stars. Don't take the, the actual review content in terms of the ranking because we're only going to read it if it's five stars uh but yeah thank you kevin underscore jim from greece who put that review in there thank you for that uh make sure you're you are subscribed on your podcast platform of choice check out all of the content across the blue wire podcast network like i said we will be back to recap free agency the initial moves and we will talk to you next time